The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, good morning. The Conservative Cartel live here from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. We're so glad that you found us on your internet dial this morning alongside of Chris X. I am Matt Locke, and we have got a great show for you. And if you want to be part of that today, it's very simple. Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open, 888-900-3393. But before we get into all this stuff that we're going to talk about, Chris, because we got Florida gun bills and Democrats wanting to tax you more and shootings in California and tariffs and all that stuff. Ron Phillips. What's on store for this hour? Good morning, fellas. This hour of the Conservative Cartel is brought to you by BattleBox, the premier survival tactical subscription box on the planet. You can visit them at BattleBox.com. That's B-A-T-T-L-B-O-X.com. Use code CARTEL for 15% off your first box. BattleBox.com. There's one sitting right next to Matt there on the table. And if you want to win this BattleBox, by the way, the ConservativeCartel.com, be a Cartel VIP. It's free. It's easy. All you need is your email, first and last names. All we ask of you, we won't spam you. We will be drawing this battle box in six days. Next Friday, we're drawing the winner of this. So if you're already a VIP, you're already in. If you're not and you're listening for the first time this morning, theconservativecartel.com, become a cartel VIP. Chris, Governor Rick Scott, we, you know, we had the shooting down in Parkland, which is ran everybody's emotions high down there. We've got all of these kids, David Hogg included, going to CNN and all of these news outlets. They're having, you know, town halls about gun control and all that stuff. Well, Florida Governor Rick Scott signed a $400 million gun control bill that includes firearms confiscation measures and waiting periods for long gun purchases. Yeah, it's we talked about this on the weekday program, and for those of us who want to follow us during the week, when you get registered for that battle box, you can go see where we uh, where we all air on the weekdays over at theconservativecartel.com. But yeah, we covered this story along with a few others uh, oh, during the week about that the, they had passed this legislation and they put it where they approved it and they put it on the governor's desk. And was he going to sign it? Well, he signed it. So, uh, but they're, they're not the only state that's doing this. There's another, and the, the gun control effort is in full swing despite the fact that they keep telling us, hey, we're not going to come after your guns, okay? We're not coming after your guns. We're not coming after your guns. Oh, here's that legislation where they come after your guns. Well, you just hit <laughs> the left lies. What? We, we, we found out very quickly here, you know, we're not, we don't want to take away your Second Amendment. We just want to change how old you can be to own a, own a fire. Yeah, I mean, well, that, and, and, and if you're not of the right age that we've deemed now, then we'll come take your guns from you. But we're not going to take them from you, but we're, we're going to come take them. Yeah, and, and look, we, we talked about this, and I want to get into the meat of this just real quick for the people who don't listen during the week, because it, it's it's one of those deals where we talk all the time about the slippery slope. We talk about, you know, the left, if we continue to let them uh, chip away at our freedoms and our liberties, this is what we're going to get. So the plan that was passed, just to give you a little meat here, the plan that was passed is optional for sheriff's offices and school boards. 
It requires employees to volunteer and to receive at least 132 hours of firearms training. And this is for teachers who want to carry a firearm, correct? Yes, for teachers who want to carry a firearm, 132 hours of firearm training. That's almost four weeks, by the way. It's almost a solid month of training on to, uh, of, a, of an eight-hour, five-day work week. Sounds so, like academia. Well, we'll make you overtrain for something, make you learn well, all of this information. What are they going to teach you in that many hours? I, I don't know, and they don't want to. And once again, this is one of those deals where, hey, if we can't take them away from you, we're going to make it so hard for you to be able to do it that you're just not going to want to. Well, fortunately, they did that in Chicago to help eliminate gun violence, and man, did that really help. Yeah, well, we're going to get to Chicago maybe in a little bit, too. Volunteers would maybe also... Not, maybe yeah. not a bit. Volunteers would also undergo psychological testing, a okay. background check, and submit to a drug test, which all seems very normal, right? Now, here's the thing. Wait, wait are they not doing this already? What's going no, on here? It, they should be. We talked about this this week. I mean, wait, you should wait, be. You've got, hold on. So teachers that now are going, that are put in responsibility of our children, okay, our most valuable asset of the future, they're not going through background tests and, and they're not doing drug testing on them now? Well, you would sure think they are. I mean, you because would think. There's only one way to kill kids, and that's with firearms, right? Right. Well, at least that's what the left tells you. Okay. So here's the kicker of this whole entire bill. Classroom-only teachers would not be allowed to participate unless they have military or law enforcement experience. Um. Well, a good thing there. You know, I think Robert Downey Jr. had the best quote when it comes to something like this. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. Never go full retard. I, I think we've seen the Florida legislature go full retard, and I, and I get it. There, this is look how historically fast this was. What was the oh, shooting three weeks ago? Yeah, February fourteenth. So yeah, we're at March tenth, not even a month ago, and yeah. here we are. And of course, a lot of Republicans pushed this through. It just wasn't Democrats. And the thing that's crazy is this Rep. Jose Oliva, who is the Republican sponsor of the bill. By the way, here's what he said. He said, this is not an infringement upon your right to bear arms. This is a judgment call about how old you should be before you can exercise that right. Well, I remember that clause in the Constitution that our forefathers wrote when they were writing out the Second Amendment. They were like, the right of the people to bear arms shall not be infringed unless you happen to be between 18 and 20 and there's a school shooting and we've determined that all of a sudden it's a judgment call and we're, oh wait, I don't remember that part of the Constitution. I think I must have missed that part. Well, and here we are. It's a judgment call. Whose judgment? is calling this that that's really what we're getting down to There's. do you do you have the right to to keep and bear arms of course you do second amendment right so here's the thing chris when we start breaking this down do we send our young men and women off to fight until they're 21 this is a good question and uh you know i want you guys if you're watching over on the liberty eagle facebook page or you're watching on the conservative cartel facebook page or if you're listening on the blaze we want to hear from you this morning if you want to join us uh the black rifle coffee hotline is open triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three i think it is highly ironic that we will allow kids to go to, first of all vote if you're 18 to 20 years old and determine gun control policy right or vote for those that will 
but also allow them to go off and fight and defend our country against terrorist monsters and put fully automatic weapons in their hands. But uh, around here, sorry, you're just not allowed to carry a semi-automatic rifle anymore. Well, and now literally what has happened is if you're 18 to 20, you now cannot protect yourself in this country. You now, well, at least in Florida, and we're going to go to Illinois after the break, we're getting to the point where the government is telling you that if you're 18 to 20, we don't trust you. We don't think you're responsible enough to own a firearm. We don't think you're responsible enough to follow the laws. But you know who doesn't follow the law? Criminals. The, the people that are doing these shootings and causing all the problems? Uh, yes, those people. So in essence, Chris, what has happened here, we've made another law that would have not prevented Parkland shooting. Yeah, no. Oh, but wait, but, but they say, oh, the kid, he, went, he was 19 years old, so he wouldn't have been able to get those guns. Really? Yeah, what? Just like you can't get drugs in this country because they're illegal. Right. Last time yeah. I... Yeah. yeah. Look, we've got... We've got politicians who think they know what's best for us, and in the end, they don't live in the same world we live in. They're, they're walking around with armed security. They're walking around, and they're living in gated communities with walls around their homes. You know, we, we talked about the Oscars, the Academy Awards or whatever, you know, this last week. They, they, oh, we've got orange pins that say gun control. We're so great as 500 law enforcement and security officers are patrolling the grounds with long rifles, and they put up eight-foot fences. And the weird thing is when you confront these lefties on their hypocrisy, they don't even care. they just like, okay, yeah, whatever. I'm a hypocrite, so yeah. I still should be dictating policy for you and how you live your life. No, no, you shouldn't. And that's why we talk about it. That's why we're going to continue to talk about this. In fact, we're just getting started. Um, I mean, look at this. This is Florida. We, we covered something on the program yesterday, and I was talking to Matt before the show. I was like, well, absolutely, we got to cover this again. For those who may have missed it, Florida isn't the only place doing this. You know Chicago's got very strict gun control. Now, they have the highest incidences, or at least one of, in the country, of gun incidents, gun crimes, and murders every weekend in Chicago. Well, well, they, too, have decided to step in and, and, and make Illinois uh, are they doing the almost the exact same thing in Illinois? Yeah. And here we go. Slippery slope. We, we've watched this as the left is going to try to come out here and they're going to try to dictate policy over feelings. And, and on the other side here, because we're coming up to a break on the other side here, we're going to get into what Illinois is doing, because once again, if we start letting these lefties start taking our liberties and our freedoms, we're not going to have any. That's why we stand up here at the conservative cartel. You want to be part of the program? Triple eight. 933393 Chris X, Matt Locke, the Conservative Cartel. We are just getting started this morning. Make sure you go grab a friend, a beverage, some coffee. We will be right back after this. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Axe, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, good morning and welcome back to The Blaze. That's right, theblaze.com is where you're at. You're listening. You're listening on the 
uh, iHeartRadio. You're listening on the TuneIn Radio app. You are watching us on the Liberty Eagle Facebook page, the Conservative Cartel Facebook page. That's right. We are the Conservative Cartel here live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. I am Chris X, along with Matt Locke. We're taking your calls here on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. If you want to join us, 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. In the last segment, Matt and I, are we were talking a little bit about this uh, Governor Rick Scott has now signed a $400 million new piece of legislation that includes firearms confiscation measures. Remember when they kept telling us, you know, listen, we're not going to come take your guns. And every time something happens, they keep telling us they're not going to come take their guns. But now we've got at least two states that are passing confiscation legislation regarding your firearms man you know what I, if, maybe it's just me but and it's only the 18 to 20 year olds by the way yeah if you yeah they're they're it's we're starting with the young you remember the when they came for the youth well we'll let them have that just as long as you're not coming for me right right and then they come for you because it's the slippery slope argument and here we are there and smack dab and i talked about this you know i've been in I've been a recruiter most of my adult life. It's what I do for a living, and uh, there are certain things that I cannot do. I can't discriminate against race. I can't discriminate against gender. I can't discriminate against age. Well, here's my question. Why? Once again, we can talk about Illinois doing this, but Governor Rick Scott has, has found this new gun control bill that includes the confiscation. Basically, what they're, they're doing is they're making it illegal for, you know, 18 to 20 year olds to own like an AR or these semi automatic rifles. You got to be 21 now. And it's interesting because it does seem a bit discriminatory. And Matt, maybe you can explain to me why is it they're going after the 18 to 20 year olds? What's the reasoning for that? Well, they feel as if they're not smart enough to do so. But I think it's the first step. I think it's the first step in removing guns altogether. Because if they can say, if they can make, look, if the left can make the argument of, well, you're not responsible enough at this age. So now all kinds of other levers got to trip into play. And I think this is going to end up, obviously, at the Supreme Court in some way, shape, or form. But it's the first step, Chris. It's the first step of saying, okay, well, now we need a registry because we've got mentally ill people. Because we just had that shooting out in California. The, the, the guy that went out to the uh, the PSD, PTSD place, uh, shot the place up, had a long rifle, obviously had a little bit of, uh, you know, maybe some stuff going on with himself, but uh, killed all these people out in California yesterday, and here we go. It'll be the next argument. Because well, it's a he, good thing those people there weren't allowed to defend themselves with guns. Right. I mean, it's a gun-free zone out in California. There should have been no reason to have a gun. And, you know, criminals don't follow the law. I mean, here we are, and the guy's a criminal. Look, we love our we love our military here. We love our, our law enforcement. We love our firefighters, our first responders. But, you know, they go and fight wars, and they come back, and sometimes they're broken. Many times they're broken, and they need help. And get terrible and, treatment. And they do. They get terrible treatment. Our VA's a joke. You see this stuff going on, and it's no wonder that we get stories like this. And wait, now, wait, wait, hold on. How old was this guy? 36. Oh, well, obviously we need to ban 36-year-olds from having long guns. And there you go. That's going to be the argument that comes from the left. And as we focus, as we switch our focus to Illinois, here's the same thing. A bill requiring 18- to 20-year-olds to hand over or transfer ownership of their legally possessed assault weapons has passed the Illinois House and is heading toward the Senate. Mm. Here we go. We don't want your guns. We're not going to take them. It's your Second Amendment right. But yet we are writing bills and passing bills, and it's Illinois, by the way, 
which is ran by Chicago. Let's just call it what it is. And it's got some of the strictest gun laws in the United States for a state. But yet here we are. We're going to infringe upon your unalienable rights, which means those rights don't come from government. The right to, to, to bear arms and to protect your life and property doesn't come from the government. Well, but, but Florida said this was a judgment call. They're making a judgment call on those 18 to 20-year-olds. So they're making a judgment. Well, here's, here's my question. I, I just saw the top of your head, Ned. You don't have to give me exact statistics. But how many of these school shootings or, or may make that shootings overall in the entire country have been committed by 18 to 20-year-olds? Especially oh. ones that have acquired uh, weapons previously to this legislation legally. How many would you guess? Oh, Sandy Hook, he was 18 to 20. We got Parkland, uh, Columbine, three, four, five, maybe? No, Columbine, was he was like 26, 27 Oh, was old. he older? Okay, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, not Columbine, Virginia Tech. You're absolutely right. right. Columbine, Columbine I think they kids. were kids. I think Sandy Hook was the young man that, that took his mom's rifle. It wasn't even his. Yes, you're right. But he was, was 16, Lanza. 17, 18, somewhere in that vicinity. I mean, maybe wasn't even old enough to buy a gun anyway before 18 years of age. Who knows? But, you know, I would say maybe four or five. Okay, maybe four or five of all the shootings that occurred. You know what? Now that I think about it, since we're making judgment calls, I think we need to take the rights of Muslims to own firearms in our country. Because last time I checked, there's been far more Muslims go on killing sprees than 18 to 20-year-olds with long rifles or short rifles or anything. So if we can just go ahead and discriminate now all of a sudden, what, what do you think would happen if we decided to try to run legislation that said Muslims can no longer have firearms in our country? How quickly do you think that lawsuit would be filed? Oh, it would be filed before the ink was dry. How about how about African Americans, Hispanics, Asians? You know, we, we can't trust any of those groups. Hey, Illinois is one of the ones pushing this firearms ban for eighteen to twenty year olds. How many people are shot by African Americans each weekend? It yes. far more than occurred in the entire existence of our country just about every weekend in Chicago. So we gotta ban African Americans and that's all there is no. to it. It'll stop look that by your by what you're saying, by your logic here, let, let's let's bring this to its fruitful conclusion. By your logic, if we ban African-Americans in Chicago, there won't be any more shootings. Well, that, that's what they say, right? Right. I mean, that's the logic the left wants to portray to you. Now, people with a brain and an IQ above room temperature, you know, we know that's absolutely false. It, the gun has zero to do with this thing. The gun is the tool. Because if you take the guns away, guess what they're going to do? They're going to rent a, uh, let's say, a U-Haul or a Home Depot rental truck, or a rental car, or they might go buy a knife, or an axe, or a machete, or, I don't know, any other instrument of death, their hands. It's an argument that the left only wins because they get into your feelings. They get into your emotions. They do this while this thing is red hot. You want something to be done. We all want safer schools. We all want our kids to be safe. We, we all don't want, you know, these mass shootings to happen. But in the end, we put gun-free zone signs on our schools and then say you're protected. But we don't allow teachers to carry. We don't allow extra resource officers. We don't allow, you know, whatever. And then you got, I hear this all the time, people, well, we can't militarize our school. Well, we don't want to militarize our schools. We want to keep our children safe. We keep our money safe. We, we, we protect our banks. We protect our politicians. We protect our celebrities. Why don't we protect our children? 
It's, it's, it's a tough call. We can't quite figure out why it's such a difficult call. We were so scared to, to protect these children. And, and once again, in Florida, well, they're, they're making it where you act, okay, we, we're going to protect the kids. Now, certain people will be allowed to have guns after they go through a gazillion hours of training and we make it so damn difficult for them to figure this out. Oh, a former military or maybe that kind of stuff. Okay, well, you know what? Why don't we just do this with a little common sense? In less than a month, in less than the amount of time they're going to force teachers to go through training, they've already passed legislation. Right. It shows the insanity of these people in charge. Once again, are they passing any rules to make it more difficult for people with guns to protect them? I don't think no. so. Well, and look, the, in root, the, the root of all of this is we need to be, there needs to be harsher punishments for gun-related crimes. We need to make it so people, so that there is a consequence to your action. If you go out, and this is the thing we're dealing with right now in Parkland, that young man, he was very disturbed, probably had some mental issues. It doesn't make it right. He put a gas mask on. He put some body armor on. The kid knew what he was doing. He was of sound mind. He went in there and slaughtered 17 people. He should get an express trip right to the death penalty. I'm sorry, but there are consequences to your actions. And instead of politicizing and, and, and faming this guy and giving him his 15 minutes of fame, you, you, you put up a consequence that makes the next criminal think, wait a minute, if I go in there and shoot that up, I'm probably going to, they're probably going to kill me. It could be a real bad consequence, and, and right now, unfortunately, the and the reality is watching the the, politis, the you know the politicization of what's going on, and we see this, and I've seen all these people just going crazy on Donald Trump. This, this issue didn't start with Donald Trump, and it's not going to end with Donald Trump. The reality is this issue's been around for a while. Now there was more mass shootings under Barack Obama than any other president in history. Was it his fault? No. No, it wasn't his fault. But did he do anything to fix it? No. Their answer is to continually infringe upon the rights of law-abiding Americans, people that legally acquire and aren't going and murdering people. We've made the ridiculous comparison. Maybe we should just make murder illegal. It is. In other words, (laughs) continue to pass these laws, and it does no good to people who will blatantly violate the law. There's another thing here, too. Could be a little bit of parenting. Now, I know this, this was a particular situation where the kid's parents were gone mother passed away but the but the problem with this is steps were in place to prevent this the kid was on social media everybody spoke out and went the the cops were called to the the kid place like 39 times the fbi was notified multiple times about this they did nothing okay The, the the cops showed up these broward county sheriff's deputies showed up this police receipt resource officer that was there was there none of them went inside and tried to stop the kid there was a a level of failure that is astronomical and on the government's side and their answer is more government, I'm sorry, but you're not making sense. And we're, and we're going to call it out when we see this. Well, it, it's insane. The, the left uses feelings, Chris. That's the problem. They feel they, their emotions. And as we talked about this all week on our weekday show, all of this is a judgment call. It's feelings. It's, it's volatile, an emotional debate. A debate should never be emotional. A debate should be fact-based. You bring your facts, I'll bring my facts, and we'll figure out which one's best. And if I agree with your facts or you can debate me to the point that I change my tune, that's what a debate is. And if we debate each other and we can't change each other's argument, then here we are. But look, we're up against it again. We got honoring our heroes at the bottom of the hour. We're going to head to taxes. 
uh, you know, the Democrats once again feel like they can run your life, and they don't like the fact that you got more money in your pocket. Stick around. Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open. 888-900-3393. Taxes, Democrats, guns, they feel like they know what they're talking about. We don't. The cartel rolls on this morning. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, welcome back to the Conservative Cartel this Saturday morning as we are live on the Blaze Radio Network from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. If you want to be part of the program, very simple. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open, 888-900-3393. Alongside of Chris X, I am Matt Locke, and once again, it is that time on the cartel honoring our heroes. And this weekend, we honor Christopher Ray Morton. Police officer Christopher Morton was shot and killed when he and two other officers responded to an unknown situation as a result of a 911 call at approximately 9.20 p.m. The call taker could hear screaming in the background on the call, but the caller did not otherwise communicate and hung up before the officers arrived on scene. As the officers arrived at the home in the 300 block of West Grand River Street, a male suspect opened fire on them with a semi-automatic rifle. The officers returned fire and entered the home in an attempt to take the man into custody, The man continued firing, wounding all three officers. Officer Morton remained in a bedroom for approximately 15 minutes before being rescued by the other responding officers. He was transported to a local hospital where he succumbed to his wounds. The subject then barricaded himself inside the home for several hours. A SWAT team entered the home shortly after midnight and located the suspect deceased. Now, the ensuing investigation revealed that the original 911 call had been made from a home approximately 15 miles away, and officers were dispatched to the wrong location when the call was traced to a different address. The male subject who opened fire on the officers was out on bail for weapons and methamphetamine charges. It was under investigation for rape. Now, the female at the home was charged with distribution of methamphetamines following Officer Morton's murder. Now, Officer Morton had served as both a reserve officer and a full-time officer with the Clinton Police Department for three years. He had recently returned to full-time status following the line-of-duty death of Police Officer Gary Michael on August 6th of 2017. He was a veteran of the Army National Guard, and he is survived by his parents and siblings. He was 30 years old. He spent three years on tour, Batch 319. Police Officer Christopher Ryan Morton, we honor you today on the conservative cartel. Now, I got to take just a second here, Chris, and switch gears just for a minute. Speaking about our military, Nine Line Apparel, NineLineApparel.com, Black Rifle Coffee, BlackRifleCoffee.com. They're in conjunction this morning, today and tomorrow. So if you are in the Savannah, Georgia area, today or tomorrow between 9 a.m. and 7 p.m., you need to get out to Nine Line Apparel's new retail facility. It's It's at 454 Argyle Road. In Savannah, Georgia, they are all, they're opening today the first Black Rifle Coffee Shop on the East Coast. It's gonna ha- it's fun for the whole family today. <clears throat> Raffles, vendor booths, food trucks, bouncy houses, 
Clydesdale's helicopters, much, much more. Tomorrow's a meet and greet with Matt Bess from Black Rifle Coffee and Graham Allen from Nine Line from 9 to 11 a.m. And you can check out all the details on the Nine Line Apparel Facebook page. So get out there if you're in the Savannah, Georgia area. If you're within driving range, go out and see those guys. Great coffee. I'm drinking my Black Rifle right now. Got Nine Line Apparel on. I got my Just the Tip shirt on today. So we're, we're digging that. But uh, Chris, back into some politics here. Democrats, they're not happy with the fact that you have more money. They're, they're, they're not happy of the fact that uh, this tax cut uh, got voted into into your life and, and allowed you to put a little bit more money in your pocket. And I know you've talked about this in, in past shows where you do have more take-home money. You've seen it in your check. But this week, congressional Democrats released a detailed tax hike that they promised to implement if given majority control of the House and Senate after the 18 midterm elections. I don't know if I would com- I don't know if I'd run on that. Well, you know, they told us those those tax cuts were simply crumbs. Those bonuses were crumbs and I know Nancy had to back off of her idiotic statement, but I think it's amazing where, where we stand today. Once again, uh when I say stand, I I don't use that term loosely. We had uh Democrats who wouldn't stand for the military, somebody or, or those who've who served and died. They wouldn't stand for the victims of illegal immigrants, uh the family members who have loved ones who had been murdered or killed by these illegal immigrants during the State of the Union speech. They won't stand for that, but Nancy Pelosi will stand for eight hours for illegal immigrants, okay? They they will stand up against ICE and any federal immigration officer trying to step in and enforce federal immigration laws against people that are committing crimes against American citizens. They won't, they'll stand up against that, and then here they are standing to tell us if they take back control, the first thing they want to do is raise your taxes. It tells us everything we need to know about where they are on the issues. This is how out of touch the Democrat Party is now. It's astonishing to me. I'm amazed that they would say this because normally, I mean, we're at a point now, Chris, I don't think they care. I think we have reached the point in our politics and government where, you know, we used to talk about this all the time where, you know, we didn't know what Barack Obama wanted to do. We didn't have any unsealed records. They didn't want to tell you. We had to pass the bill to wait and see what was in it mm-hmm. kind of stuff. That The left has never just come out and blatantly said, we are going to do this. And now it's like, holy Toledo. They're literally telling you they're unhappy that you've got more money and the government knows better than you. So if we get elected in 2018, we're going to raise your taxes. Yeah, they well, you know what? It's it's their mentality. They want to raise your taxes. They don't want you to get tax cuts. They've made that very clear because that's crumbs and they damn sure don't want you to get bonuses. In other words, they just they're they're going to obstruct against everything uh, that 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 might actually benefit your bottom line. You need to pay more taxes because you're not paying enough for the illegals in California. You're not paying enough for for those who 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 maybe can't work or or whatever the case may be. You're just not paying enough. So they want to raise not only your taxes, they want to raise the over Overall, you know, tax income rate from 37 back to 39.6 percent. They want to raise the corporate income tax rate from 21 to 25. Hey, by the way, we, we do have a call. Let's go to the phones. Um, if you want to join us here on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888 900 Looks like we have uh, uh, Edward in Boston. Good morning, Edward. Welcome to the Conservative Cartel. How are you guys doing? Um, well, basically, I just wanted to... Uh just put in my opinion real quick. Um, I'm part, I guess, I'm part of the, I guess you guys like to call the liberal left or the left, but 
I really hate how we are labeled and you guys are labeled the right. Honestly, we're all citizens and we all want the best for this country, correct? That is correct. In my opinion, in my opinion, I don't see what's the problem with raising the gun laws from 1821. I mean, the the restriction of uh, being able to buy an AR at at 21 or switching it to 21 from 18. If you can't purchase alcohol at 18, why should you be able to buy an AR at 18? And I always hear the argument of, um, oh, the military. You're 18 at the military. You could be in the military shooting guns. But that's a controlled environment compared to, you know, just walking around in these streets. So, I mean, that's just my opinion. <laughs> well, now you know. say the military is a controlled environment. You, what do you mean controlled like when they're here? But what about when they're trying to defend us from people that are trying to murder not only you and I, Eddie, but anyone in our country and they're defending that? That's not very controlled, is it? I guess, it, I mean, I guess you got a point there. Okay. And, and, and once again, the the, day, I just, I just think that we shouldn't be labeling each other. That's just causing more damage than, than, than we're not communicating. Well, the left I'll and the you, right, we oh, need to ahead. communicate. We need to come up with solutions instead of saying, you're leftist, you're liberal, I'm not going to listen to you. Oh, you're from the right, I'm not going to listen to you. That's not going to work. It's not going to come up with any good solutions like that. So you mean solutions like California declaring themselves a sanctuary city and, and forcing uh, not to people that, to stand that, up and pass? That's not okay. I'm going to admit to you. you got to follow federal law. That's not okay. I mean, at the end okay. of the day, if you're here illegally, you're here illegally. You got to go. You got to do the process like everybody else. You got to come and, you know, do your paperwork, et cetera, et cetera, wait your turn. That's not, I don't agree with that either. Okay. Interesting. But, sounds uh, like you're more I mean, in agreement than, than not. Right. And, and look, and yeah. here's the deal. And thanks for the call because let's talk about this, Chris. Let, let's get yeah, into the, what he said because, you know, look, it, there isn't enough debate. I will agree with him on that end because the left, uh, liberalism, socialism, whatever, whatever you want to call it, we would love to debate, Chris. We would love to have a no-nonsense, emotionless, feelingless debate on what the actual facts are. The facts are we have laws in place for guns. The facts are murder is against the law. The facts are criminals don't follow the law. So taking away the gun, is that really a solution? Or raising the age that you can legally buy it? And, you know, we do use the military, but how about voting? How about driving? Driving a 2,500, 3,000-pound car at, at 16 years of age. Should we just make that 21? I mean, you obviously don't know anything, so why would we put you behind a wheel? You know, it's not just the military that we're railing on here, Eddie. It's not just guns. It's just the problem is you don't get to determine if I get to have a gun. The government doesn't get to determine if I have a gun. Those are my rights as a citizen. And that's, you know, the, that whole Second Amendment thing, the Constitution. And, 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 you know, Edward made some good points as far as we should try to get along. We should. But the problem is we're dealing with a certain portion of the political narrative that has no intention of getting along. Getting along. Look what they, how many times they've already tried to impeach the president because they didn't win. We'll discuss more of this on the other side. Thanks for the call, Edward. Uh, you want to join us? 888 You're listening to The Conservative Cartel. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X. On the Blaze Radio Network. The Conservative Cartel on the Blaze Radio Network. 
Now, here's Matt Block and Chris Axe. Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. I am Chris X, along with Matt Locke. We are here live in the Nine Line Apparel Studios. We're taking your calls. If you want to get in like Edward did in the last segment, it's a great call by Edward. I mean, he yeah. disagreed, and that's what America is all about. Uh, but if you want to get in on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, we'd love to hear from you. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. And we, we want to go back to that because we had to run because we were up on that break. And I want to go back and touch on what he said. It, uh, Edward had some good points. He said he doesn't think 18 to 20-year-olds basically are responsible enough to carry firearms, so he doesn't have a problem with them limiting their access to those types of guns. But he agreed with us on the whole illegal immigration. And the, the main point of his call was, we should all try to maybe you know work together as American citizens, which is really good on the talking about the illegal thing. But but we should try to get along, left, right. We're all still Americans. Yes. He's he's right. We are Americans. The rhetoric has become so divisive. And I pointed out one was look at the way they they go after Donald Trump and the negative. We've we've seen the coverage ninety one plus percent negative coverage. The exact opposite of what occurred during the Obama administration. And that's just the media. And then you've got those on the left. And look at the way they attack those on the right literally especially when it comes to well trying to deal with these sanctuary cities these sanctuary states this stuff so he makes a good point and my question i guess to you matt as we go into this segment is at this point how do we get americans on the same page left to right because it seems increasingly we have less and less in common well and that's a great question because you know we don't have the answers either that's really the problem you know we know what we stand for as conservatives. And look, I'm going to tell you right now, as I sit there and listen to Edward talk, I don't necessarily disagree that 18 to 20 year old kids in today's society may not be ready to handle a firearm. And, and here's the thing they, those kind of children, those kids probably don't buy them anyway, to be quite honest with you. It, normally it's a certain person. And we, we were talking this morning is so funny because we were listening coming into the studio about this whole beta male deal and alpha males and where our society is at and all that stuff. You know, we're a society now where we're so we're so worried about us that we don't look at anything else. We became a very selfish nation and we don't, you know, there's no more chivalry. There's no more self-responsibility. There's no more, there's no more individuality. You know, we're, we're all just running around, you know, in these big group things. And if you go to your group on Facebook or Twitter, you see what you like to hear. No one steps out of their comfort zone. And let's say you're a liberal. You don't, you hate Fox news. You don't go read Breitbart or the blaze.com. You don't go read these things because you don't agree with it. So you don't see the other side. Heck you. And I talk about this all the time, Chris, I do my research at mother Jones salon CNN. I want to see what the other side is saying. You cannot form a valid argument by not knowing what the other side is saying. You can't just be your side. You can't just yeah. look at a, at, at, a, at a situation or at an instance and say, okay, this is the way I believe. I'm only going to look at the blaze. I'm only going to look at Fox News. I'm only going to look at LifeZet, whatever, you know, wherever you go to get your information and then make my opinion and, and pull it out of there. You can't do that. 
Well, unfortunately, that's exactly what people do. And the 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 more isolated we become with this global village in which we live in, with the Internet that comes directly into our homes and right in front of your faces, as you can go through, and people have polarized themselves. Yeah. We, we now, you know, there's the term fake news, and there's plenty of fake news on the right as there is on the left. Unfortunately, we've seen the, the lamestream media in, quote, their efforts to beat not only the competition, but now social media, they've themselves become fake news, throwing partisanship, whatever else you want to get in there they're constantly running with misinformation and very few times do you see the corrections um i also wanted to touch on this he was talking about you know 18 to 20 year olds and and we we originally brought it up was 18 to 20 year olds now being banned from owning you know these these certain types of firearms well any firearms it looks like Mm -hmm. in florida and and illinois is going to do this now uh, you want to know why i've formulated my opinion and and this will give you just a, a, a small snippet because you'll have to listen for the next six to eight months before you get my full opinion because we just don't have that much time my response to gun control is not a knee-jerk reaction it is something that I have spent thousands of hours researching and debating because I love an intellectual debate I love an intellectually honest debate when we talk about restricting the rights of 18 to 20 18 to 20 year olds are legal adults in Chicago in Illinois and also in Florida so now you're an adult we have 20 year old women that live in apartments by themselves now they're going to be restricted on what type of fire to have a firearm to defend themselves okay same things gonna happen in Florida Uh, Dana Lash brought up a woman who was 20 years old wasn't allowed to have a gun she had a permit that she could carry I think it was down it was in Florida I don't remember where she was she wasn't allowed to take her 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 legally licensed firearm with her to college campus and she was brutally raped by some monster yep. she was booed by those people at a town hall about gun control on cnn yeah. but that that's the beginning okay let's go back to chicago which is in illinois this year alone if you were to guess it's only march 10th right yeah we're going to go back to march 4th because i don't know how many people have been killed in the last six days so far this year alone Let's, I don't know who's been killed. 370 people have been shot, okay? In less than three months. In less than three months have been shot in Chicago, okay? Now, as much as I would love for all of us to get along and sing Kumbaya and drink, you know, hot chocolate and watch rainbows, I would love that. If only we could stop these monsters from raping and murdering and killing and shooting people. We've also seen many, many cases where they're here illegally doing this. All these states are doing is making it that much more difficult for the people, the law-abiding people, to protect themselves because Florida is the shining example where the government cannot protect you. So was Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans, and so was, even to a a smaller degree, was Hurricane Harvey in Texas. The difference between New Orleans, Chicago, and Texas Texas people are allowed to carry their guns. They stepped up. Guess what? Whole lot less looting, no rioting. It's amazing what happens when you have an armed citizenry and they're allowed to protect themselves. The bad guys that carry guns and want to go around robbing and shooting people, they're a hell of a lot less likely to do it if they think a law-abiding citizen is going to put a bullet in their head for attempting to violate their basic human rights. Well, no, and Chris, I'm going to tell you right now, this is one of those issues, and if you remember your history books, taxation without representation. The Tea Party revolution. The government started encroaching on its ability and its rights over the citizenry. If if you start seeing gun confiscation, I'm going to tell you right now, you are going to see a bloody, bloody civil war. You're going to see a revolution. People, 
you have the right to you have the right to carry in in in, in protect yourself against the government. I don't throw this out just willy nilly, but you know, did did our forefathers think, well, man? You know, we're going to go fight against the British. Of course they didn't. But as as their government got more and more oppressive, as their government got more and more into their business, into their rights and what they thought a free man should have, here we are. The government does not have the right to tell you that you can protect your life or your property they, or protect yourself from against them. And you, and you and I have pointed this out all this week on our show about Pol Pot, Mao. Che, Grave- che Guevara, the the Castros, uh, you know all these dictators that have literally uh, Adolf Hitler. You know when you take guns away from citizens, they not you, you you lose your liberty. You now become a serf, and if they're the only, if your government's the only one that had the guns, you're in trouble. Well, and we've seen that repeatedly through history. And once again, it's good to study history because you, you watch this history repeats itself. And when you, when you're disarmed, you are no longer a citizen here in America. You are now a serf and are a subject, if you will. And what happens is not only does that, is, is it bad because it allows criminals or, or things like that? Or, or for those who live in certain parts of Texas, certain types of animals can come hurt and kill you because we know there are 20 people that live on 20 year old people that live on ranches in Texas that are overrun with dangerous hogs and, and cougars and all kinds of animals but besides all that the most dangerous animal in the world is the one that says hi i'm from the government and i'm here to help yes that's the reason why the second amendment was passed and it's a good idea for those to go back and read what our forefathers wrote not only in the constitution but around it on why they wrote it and what it's actually for there's a reason why it says the right of the people to bear arms shall not be infringed right Not, not the militia not the government it says the people they came from tyranny they came from and the the sad part is we live in a world today with more open access to information than ever before and we have less informed people they don't realize that right now as we speak there are areas on this planet where people are being exterminated by their government who have had their rights taken away it's amazing that little constitution is amazing piece of work worth reading and studying and then reading around it why they wrote it We're just getting started, gang. Hour number two is upon us. You are listening to The Conservative Cartel. I'm Chris Sachs along with Matt Locke. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This is The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Sachs on the Blaze Radio Network. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to our number two of the Conservative Cartel. I am Chris X. Along with Matt Locke, we're here live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. We are taking your calls here on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. You want to program that number in your phone, save it. Remember, this is our Saturday program here on the Blaze Radio Network, 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. Don't forget, we got our weekday show as well. You guys can find out all the information about all the stations we air on across this country over at theconservativecartel.com. When you go there, you can also register... For 
for to be a VIP, get a, uh, be a VIP, VIP member and get all the great stuff. We'll keep you posted on everything going on. You can win a battle box and uh, all that stuff, theconservativecartel.com. All right, Ron Phillips, tell us what's going on here this morning. Yes, sir. This hour of the Conservative Cartel is brought to you by Clay Clips. Attach your clay pigeons directly to your target board. Clay targets are no longer just for shotguns. Clip it, break it, reload it. That's clayclips.com. Hey, Chris, speaking of the conservative cartel, you might yeah. want to be uh, paying attention to the website, theconservativecartel.com, because we might have merchandise going up there pretty soon. What? Like here in the very near future. So hmm. make sure you're paying attention to theconservativecartel.com. Definitely get over there. Hey, by the way, Matt, I want to give a quick teaser. I know we got coming up here in the next segment, Kurt Ellis is going to join us. He had a great article that you had sent me. I was reading over about, well, you know, uh, Trump's tariffs fighting off uh, China's deliberate attempt to bankrupt our strategic industries, which, of course, is vital to national defense. We're going to talk with him in the next segment. I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, and it'll be a great, great conversation. Curtis is is very well known. He's a senior policy advisor for American First Policies, and he was a former chairman of American Jobs Alliance. So I think the guy knows just a little bit about what tariffs will do to our economy. Yeah, as we work our way into the tariffs, I want to step back because we barely touched on uh, the the Democrats' new new plan. It's funny we're watching the Democrats and they're standing up for legals and they're they're talking about you know us getting raises with the tax cut that they were all against. Every one of them voted against it, mind you. Yeah, they all voted against the tax cut. They do not want you getting bonuses. Nancy Pelosi called those crumbs. She had to back off that statement. And here they come. Article out of Forbes magazine. They've now released their tax hike plan. If, in fact, they do win in the midterms and take back control of the House or the Senate, they're going to raise your taxes. We haven't had a tax cut for a year. We haven't had a tax cut for six months, and they already want to raise our taxes again. Well, Chris, you're a marketing guy. This is probably the worst marketing campaign I've ever seen if you want to win in, in November. Well, you know what? I the, the great thing is the fact they're doing this. They have come come out with this, and they're letting everybody know they're terrible poker players, as um, Donald Trump has showed. Because oh. in, in the past, they were a lot better. No, they no. used to hide their little nefarious activities, and they, they did it very well. Well, guess what? Th they've changed that a little bit now. Now they're, they're standing only for illegals, but not for veterans, not for the national anthem, not for uh, the people that have had family members murdered by illegals. They're damn sure not going to stand for your gun rights. So now they're going to raise the, the marginal income tax rate from 37 to 39.6%. They want to raise the, the corporate income tax rate from 21 up to 25%. The, you know what? Before we get further into this, I want to make sure we get to the calls before we uh, run, you know, we have to close the Black Rifle Hotly Coffee hotline for a second. Uh, we've got Lisa on the line out in Florida. If you want to join us, 888-900-3393. Let's pick up with Lisa. Good morning, Lisa. Welcome to the Conservative Cartel. Good morning. Um, just so you know, I have been calling my representatives, and Scott did this because he's running for Senate. And this should have been, first of all, I think it's a really stupid thing. Uh, they have bigger problems. You've all been going over this. Scott never said anything about the FBI. The sheriff is still, Broward County is still in, in, in office. The, uh, the school never locked down the doors to begin with. Uh, there are so many other failures here, and he's doing this for political purposes. This was a man that the first time he ran said he would only run one term. He just wanted to straighten out the state, and he was going to be gone. He's become a, a professional politician now. He's no better than the rest of them. 
Well, Lisa, didn't Florida give us Charlie Crist, who was a Republican, Democrat, Republican, now back to Democrat? I mean, are we watching so the same please? thing with, with Governor Rick Scott? Yeah, he, he's, he's exact. There's nothing like Charlie Crist. That man just oozes oil. He's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what they're doing, though, you should you should meet him on a plane. He's very entertaining. Uh, if they didn't give. There was no time for any investigation. There was no debate about this. Yeah. I and I'm sorry. I my, I have a son who has concealed carry permit. He's 23. But you know, you're you're allowing our young men and women to go into battle. Mm-hmm. You're allowing them to vote. Like all you've said this all before. You're allowed to, to sign contracts, get married, mm-hmm. uh, make it adult decisions. But you can, you're not going to allow them to have a firearm. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Elisa, thank you for the call. I appreciate you listening and everything in Florida. Keep voting. Thank God. Not only that, I read an article last night, Matt, that showed Democrats are now actively working to try to make the voting age younger. Oh, yeah. They want to make teenagers down to 16 years old to be able to vote. So let me get this right. Voting, which is one of our most important rights of all, to be able to vote and and vote for those people who are going to dictate policy like gun control or not, they want to lower that voting age while raising the age of those who are able to legally own and acquire weapons. It's crazy. Chris, the left, we know what the left's trying to do. They own the schools. They own education. They've been indoctrinating oh. kids for 50 years. They know where they need to go. They need a bigger voting block. Mm. We, we've got, here's the deal. When you start seeing results, when you start seeing the stuff, we were talking about taxes. As a result of the tax plan, by the way, that's only been in effect for like a month. I mean, it's literally been like 30 to 45 days. Yeah. Companies like Fiat Chrysler, Amgen and Amicus Therapeutics have announced new factories and jobs that would be brought into America, not into other countries. Americans for Tax Reform keeps a running list of tax cuts, bonuses, raises, 401k match increases, other benefits that companies pass along. The current number, as of the writing of this article yesterday, is 400 and 31 companies and over 4 million workers have benefited already from these tax cuts. Cox Enterprises announced bonuses of 2000 for 55,000 workers. Walmart, Wells Fargo have announced permanent wage hikes for all their employees. Electric and other utility bills are going down in these states. We're bringing steel back. But, you know, the left, they, they want to increase the corporate tax rate because they think corporate America is evil. They think that these big, greedy, evil one percenters are getting away with something. They want to bring back the alternative minimum tax, which kills families where you got to pay a tax because you make a little bit more money, but you don't own a business or they don't like the fact this is the thing that irritates the living. It just irritates me. They want to bring back the death tax. Not only do you get taxed your entire life. I mean, think about your life, Chris. You get taxed on everything you buy. You get taxed on your property, you get taxed on your income, you get taxed on everything. And then when you die, if you if you did well for yourself, if you if you want to pass that business on to your children or your farm and your in your farm's worth two and a half million, they're gonna come in and take half that. No, that's what the estate tax is all about. That is literally taxation without representation because you're dead. You can't even represent yourself anymore. And your kids and your dependents and the people you're leaving your money to, which is your money, by the way. It's your hard-earned money. The government comes in and takes it.
and and you, you look at it this way, it starts to make a little more sense when you go, oh, okay, so they want to raise their taxes, and they want to stand up for illegals. Well, of course they want 16-year-old Tide Pod eaters to vote. They don't pay taxes. It's so much easier when you, oh, well, I think really we, we nobody wants to hurt the poor. Well, let's raise taxes for all those mean, evil, rich people. Yep. Let's raise their taxes. and do Because if you go talk to the average college kid, you talk to the average high school kids, some of them are very smart, some of them are great. The average one has no comprehension of money, fiscal economic issues and they damn sure haven't paid taxes it's amazing watching how quickly someone who spent their entire life not working to when they get out of college they get a job and then they start paying taxes watch their attitudes change over the next few years when they start seeing the amount of taxes that are going out of their paychecks that they will never see again and then what actually gets done with those dollars well they become conservative they become conservative in nature that's why people as they grow older and they grow more experienced they become conservative. They see what the government has done. Guess who doesn't pay taxes, Chris? Illegals. Mm. Illegals don't pay taxes. That's why they want that voter block. The young kids don't pay taxes. They want to punish you and I, the hardworking people in this country. Atlas Shrugged is based upon all of this. If you've hey, ever Anne ran, Rand you've great, ever yeah. read and ran in Atlas Shrugged, that is exactly what's going on in our world today. The makers and the takers, and the takers are trying to take over. <laughs> uh, yes they are Matt let's take a very short break since we, we've delved into this economy we, we're going to take a break when we come back we're going to pick up with Curtis Ellis uh, he's going to talk about tariffs what's going on with the, the steel companies we've seen at least two reopen what we'll talk about that a whole lot more you're listening to the conservative cartel I'm Chris X along with Matt Locke we're here live in the Nine Line Apparel Studios Curtis Ellis joins us next the conservative cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. Conservative Cartel, Saturday morning, yes, on the Blaze Radio Network. We are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. You want to be part of the program, the Black Rifle Coffee? We're waiting on Curtis Ellis, our guy for the tariffs here. He wrote a nice article in Breitbart. Um, so alongside of Chris X here, my partner in crime, I'm Matt Locke. Uh, if you want to be, well, we'll hold off here. We'll, we'll hold off on the Black Rifle Coffee hotline for now to see if he shows up. He's running just a little bit late. Chris, we're talking about tariffs. So let's fill in here a little bit while we're waiting. Hopefully we'll get him here soon. Yeah. You talked about the jobs coming back. And I saw an article earlier this week. United States Steel announced this last Wednesday that it would call back 500 employees to work at its Granite City, Illinois plant after President Donald Trump announced that the U.S. would impose tariffs on foreign steel. Now, it wasn't two days later yesterday that I read another article where a thousand jobs are coming back to Ohio in another steel plant because of the tariffs that Donald Trump has put on foreign steel. Now, you've got the left screaming. I mean, we literally have the Democratic Party screaming about jobs coming back to this country. They, The Democratic Party, for their longevity and for their best-case scenario in 18, 
has to have America to fail. We have to be failing. We have to be giving money out. We have to be dependent. We cannot be winning. And yet here we are, Chris. We're right in the middle of, you know, look, we're not Trump apologists. We, we, we've said this many, many times. You know, when Donald Trump does something stupid, we're, we're going to say it because it's dumb, like tweeting on your toilet at 4 a.m. is not the best thing our president could be doing. I like the fact that he goes to Twitter. Don't get me wrong. But some of the stuff that comes out of there, I scratch my head and I think, well, you know, Donald, that's probably not necessary, but okay. You take the good with the bad, but you're like me. I'm not going to jump to a conclusion about whether this is good or whether this is bad until I have more data down the road. Right now, we've got two stories sitting in front of us telling us this is good. Well, not only that, you're right. We had we saw it on full display at the State of the Union earlier this year when the Democrats didn't want to applaud tax cuts, and now they obviously prove they want to raise taxes, so they don't care about you getting more money in your bank account. They they uh, they did not applaud the bonuses. No, they didn't do that. They didn't stand up for wh- what they did want to do was force us to continue to purchase a failed health care program that they shoved down our throats in the middle of the night with Obamacare, so they did not like the, the repeal of that Obamacare mandate. They did not stand up and, and this is this was amazing to me one they, they don't stand up for our military they, they've showed they really don't have much love for our military those who put their lives on the line for us and they damn sure didn't have any love for the families of those who had their loved ones murdered or killed by illegal immigrants that were at the state of the union they, they made it very clear that they weren't going to applaud any of those things they have a very different set of values than, than than the rest of us we can say that and the thing is in the past they were allowed to run run with these sort of things with impunity because the lamestream media refuses to cover things the way they're supposed to. You have to dig through the internet to find these stories about how many actual crimes are being committed and, and all of that stuff. Well, the same thing goes for the economy. And and speaking of, it looks like we, we do have Curtis on the line now, so we can okay. go to him, and we can start talking more about those steel tariffs, because as you mentioned, uh, Trump, I know he wrote the article before well, Trump even went through and, and imposed this, right. but now we've got, we got steel mills opening up here in the country for the first time in a very long time. Well, let's give him a good introduction here, because Curtis Ellis is a senior policy advisor for American First Policies, and he's the former chairman of the American Jobs Alliance, where his work on trade and securing American jobs caught President Trump's attention. During Trump's campaign, Curtis worked side-by-side with candidate Trump as a senior policy advisor. And once elected, Mr. Ellis served on President Trump's transition team. So a lot of good stuff going there. So let's get right to it. Welcome to the program, Curtis. How are you? It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, always a pleasure. So you wrote an article about uh oh geez about a week ago now talking about trump's tariffs fight against china's deliberate attempt to bankrupt our strategic industries vital to national defense why did you write that article well because well because everything i said in it is true Uh, because uh look people need to understand what's at stake here this is not about uh, just about having beer uh, that's a penny cheaper per six-pack uh, because we're getting aluminum from uh, overseas rather than uh, making it here. Uh, this is about uh, the strategic threat we face from communist China. They have a 100-year plan to be the world's top superpower, the world's sole superpower. 100 years from the Chinese uh, Communist Revolution in 1948, they want to be number one. And that means knocking America out economically and militarily. And classic Chinese military strategy says you defeat the enemy without firing a shot. 
So rather than a hot war of missiles and bombs and uh, planes, if they can debilitate our in, our industry, debilitate our economy, our ability to fight a war, our ability to produce the the weapons and uh, weaken our economic strength, they will win without firing a shot. So that is not a free market economy over there. That is a command and control economy. They subsidize their industries. They subsidize the steel they produce. They subsidize. They give their aluminum industry free energy. Energy is the number one uh, component, a number one input for producing aluminum. Uh, they give their aluminum producers free energy. They have the people working like slaves in coal mines, and then the coal is burned, producing electricity to smelt the aluminum. Nobody pays a nickel for any of that. That is, the aluminum producers don't. And then they dump that aluminum into the United States. As a result, uh, we've lost uh, uh, over a dozen aluminum smelters here. We have one left that can produce the high-grade aluminum that goes into satellites. Do we want to be dependent on China for satellites? Do we want to be dependent on China for the steel armor plate that goes into our Humvees? I think the answer is no. I think the answer is clear. That's what's at stake here. So when people, you hear people whining about, oh my gosh, the, the price of a six-pack of beer is going to go up 1.5 cents. I can't pay that. That's just too much to ask the American consumer to do. Uh, do you want a country? <laughs> uh, do you want a country or not? That's what it is. Do you want uh, your, your economic future determined by the Communist Party leaders in Beijing, or do we want to have an independent country where we control our own future? We're talking with Curtis Ellis, and Curtis, I want to quote one of our fine, esteemed politicians from San Francisco that says, you know, she told us that $1,000 in our bank accounts were crumbs, so I'm assuming a, a penny for a beer to buy American? Oh, man, that's just a, what, what sort of crumb would that be? <laughs> That'd be a speck of sand, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, it's just unbelievable. You hear these people saying, well, you know, it's going to raise prices for consumers. First of all, uh, that's first of all, that's not true. I mean, it, the, the um, number, the amount it would raise prices for consumers is minuscule. A penny and a half on a six pack of beer or soda, one hundred fifty dollars on the ton of steel that goes into a thirty thousand dollar automobile. Um, so this is this ain't going to break the bank. Uh, number two, they talk about well, there's only you know whatever a hundred thousand people working in the steel industry versus fourteen million Americans engaged in trade that will be hurt by a trade war. Uh, this this mythical trade war. They seem to ignore the fact that we've been in a trade war for a long time, and our strategy has been unilateral disarmament. Uh, a, a, an American car being sold in China is hit with a 25% tariff. Chinese cars sold in the United States get a 2.5% tariff. That, that sounds like we're just rolling over and saying, please take advantage of us. That's the kind of strategy we've had in the ongoing trade war, because make no mistake, China is engaged in an economic war with the United States, and they are using their industries and their consumer goods to uh, debilitate, weaken, and destroy the American economy, the, American, uh, the America's ability to produce the goods that we rely on in our life. That's what they're doing. So 
The other uh, thing to remember is the people who keep whining about, oh, my gosh, this is going to raise prices on consumers and it's going to cause a trade war and it's going to do this and do that. They have been wrong about everything. These are the same people who told us when we granted accession to the World Trade Organization, when we brought China into the World Trade Organization, they told us this would make China wealthier and more prosperous. And then the Chinese would be buying all kinds of goods from American workers. And China would become more democratic and more free. And America would be a richer place for it. They were dead wrong. They were dead wrong. So why would we listen to them now? Why should we trust or believe them now when they say, oh, my gosh, this is the end of the world. You can't have tariffs because everybody knows that when you have free trade, the world comes together and it's one big, peaceful, happy family. Uh, that proved, as I said, China proved them spectacularly wrong on that. That is an ancient utopian theory that goes back as far as the Tower of Babel, this, this vision that we're going to have one world where everybody gets along. Uh, I'm sorry, that only happens in heaven and not on earth. Well, Earth? Curtis, uh, I want to interrupt you just really quickly. So we've got yeah. about 60 seconds. All right. In, in, in the left, I know it goes by so fast. The left keeps using the Smoot-Hawley Act to defend this deal. Talk about that for about 35 seconds, and then tell everybody where you can find you. Okay. Smoot-Hawley, is a, that's another paper tiger. That's another mirage. Smoot-Hawley was a tariff act in 1930. By the way, the 1930 tariff act make it, made it illegal to import or sell goods in the United States made by slave labor. Smoot-Hawley is overrated as to its effect on the world economy. They keep saying, oh, this caused uh, the Great Depression. Nonsense. Not true. That was a myth made up, again, in an academic think tank that's gotten everything wrong. You can find America First Policies on Facebook, online, and follow us on Twitter, America First P-O-L. Well, Curtis, thank you for taking some time to stop by the conservative cartel. You're always welcome here. We always appreciate your viewpoint. We, Hey, always, always, always welcome. So we'll have you back on again here in the new, near future. Curtis, Curtis Ellis, I mean, look, we're, we're talking tariffs. And for those of you on the Blaze Facebook page, if you want to see the rest of the program, you got to run over to the Conservative Cartel Facebook page. You got to go over there now and you got to do it. Chris, I mean, that in a nutshell, he came a little late, but he came with a lot of great information. Yeah, we're going to touch on that on the other side of the break, too, because he, he did. He touched on this trade war that everyone keeps talking about that we've been getting smashed on for years and certain politicians. And, and then again, he, he also kind of alluded to the fact that how many of these economists have all said, oh, the economy's going to tank with all this Trumpism and did it? He didn't. Don't go away. You're listening to The Conservative Cartel. I'm Chris X, along with Madlock, and we'll be right back. The Conservative Cartel with Madlock and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. Cartel. Now, here's Matt Locke and Chris Axe. 
Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. I am Chris Axe, along with Matt Locke. We're here live in the Nine Line Apparel Studios. Glad to have you guys joining us. If you want to get in now, we have opened up the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. 888-900-3393. That is 888-900-3393. We want to thank Curtis Ellis for joining us. Great comments about him. If you want to go read his, his most recent article, at least the one that I read was that one about tariffs over at uh, Breitbart.com. Go check it out. I encourage you to, to do that. Hey, Matt, during the break, I, I, I know you mentioned everyone that was watching over on the Blaze Facebook page. Well, hopefully they've come on over to the Conservative Cartel Facebook page. Yes. You guys can watch the video and, and the, of the program there, or even the Liberty Eagle Facebook page. I was reading some of the comments and I'm enjoying a good, healthy difference of opinion. We enjoy a good debate. And and one of the debate was, it's like every time I go into a a conservative room, I'm, I'm always attacked and shouted down and not allowed to speak. Well, the reality is that's been dominated on the left for a very long time. They don't even allow dissent at their rallies anymore. No. They don't allow dissent within their own party. And it's funny because we enjoy this. We love it when you guys call in on the on the Black Rifle Hotline, 888 Dissent and a difference of opinion is what makes this country great. And I want to make people understand that we can have that. We can have a difference of opinion, and that's what it boils down to, uh, except, for, of course, when you want to violate other people's rights. Well, then that well, I tend to have a problem there. Well, Chris, have you ever heard iron? sharpens iron oh i have heard i I mean that's why the left's soft they don't Mm. sharpen anybody they don't they don't challenge themselves they don't challenge their arguments they don't get into debates because they don't want to and they can't win and you can't win a debate when you solely base your debate on feelings when Mm. when you don't have facts to debase you know to base your debate upon you you just don't and we do enjoy a a good debate and and, and curtis ellis is one side of this debate He's one side. And and look, we both of us have said this many times now. We're going to wait and see what happens. I've heard a lot of other people talking about this, saying the same thing. Look, let's wait and see what happens. I've been pleasantly surprised by the things that have come to fruition, even though our government is trying to do everything it can not to have it happen. Even on the right, Chris, this isn't a left-right issue. We've, yeah. got, we've got Republicans passing gun control bills in Florida. It it isn't a right and left issue anymore. This is now a common sense issue. This is now becoming an issue where there has to be debate in in America first. And and Curtis hit on this, and I wanted to get to this really quickly. What is wrong? What happened to our country where we used to say America, you know, by American, America first? We don't produce anything. What's scary to me? We have one smelter in this country to smelt aluminum to make satellites. That's it. That's crazy. When that is gone, what happens? If that leaves, and I heard another guy the other day, I, had an, I heard an economist, I don't remember what show it was. They were talking about, remember when America used to be a big textile, uh, big textile, we, we'd make all kinds of stuff. We don't make any textiles in this country anymore. None. Yeah. Zero. It's gone. The industry is dead. Left, went overseas. So now all of our textiles are not made here. Well, and not only that, we've got you, you look at the outsourcing, and I know that was something that started you know many years ago. It was you know America was great, and we were a manufacturing society. You know, first we're agricultural, then we became an industrial, and then now we're sort of even in between with this more technological society. But watching these these many of these jobs, or if you will, these industries buying our steel from China and these other places, we were going to get it so we could get it cheaper, and I understand yep. that. But then there's a certain point you you reach a saturation factor, if you will. Remember when all the craze was. 
shipping your your company's tele telephone operations to India and these other places. Mm -hmm. And now, if everyone, I know everyone is going to agree with this. How many times have you called to talk to somebody about either a service or a product that you've been provided that you've purchased? And when you talk to someone, they can barely speak the language. Yep. And in order to get some, a problem or an issue resolved, it takes you thirty to forty five minutes because these people are native English speakers. They're trying to help the best they can, but they've been outsourced to another country. Companies are even starting to bring that back into America. Are they doing it because they're racist? No. They're doing it to provide a superior product for their customers. Oddly enough, we elected a businessman who knows what he's doing. He's provided superior products. I've never heard one person complain about how poorly constructed a Trump Tower is or a Trump building. The guy knows what he's doing when it comes to that kind of stuff. Other companies are doing the same thing, and now we've got it from the very leader of our country doing the same thing. Well, guess what? It maybe is time to rethink a whole lot of our trade because we've been getting crushed. There is no reason for us to bend over backwards and to accommodate other countries, one, financially, Financially, two monetarily, and three, of course, with uh, with our businesses. When all we're doing is going further and deeper into debt, we can make our country better, more economically prosperous, and a stronger country. Especially if it doesn't ruin us in the process. And I I'm sorry if if I sound a little biased, but I've watched the Economist be wrong for well over a year now. Wow. So I'm going to side with that guy who's been dealing with the steel industry for the last 40 years successfully to the tune of billions of dollars. Before I listen to any more of these economists that run around telling us they're partisan garbage well and curtis hit on this in in the interview you know we, the, the left lives in this utopian dream where they think that you know we're all going to sing kumbaya sit around the campfire and no one's going to be mad at each other and that we're never going to have to protect ourselves we're never going to have to manufacture something he's talking about manufacturing that bulletproof bulletproof steel for our humbies our military it comes from china mm -hmm. What if China doesn't want to make that anymore because they're at war with us? What happens mm -hmm. then? We, we are completely screwed in these trade wars. We uh, Literally, the left is telling you, we enjoy being taken advantage of all around, all around the world. We enjoy it. We enjoy China. We enjoy India. We enjoy Mexico and Canada. Donald Trump is not dumb. And he's using these tariffs as a bargaining, bargaining chip for what? NAFTA. North American Free Trade Agreement, which, by the way, when NAFTA came about under Bill Clinton, here we are losing millions of jobs. Millions, Chris. Four or five million jobs left this country when NAFTA became the trading agreement we do with Canada and Mexico. Now Donald Trump said, look, America first. I'm, I, I, I told you about this on the campaign trail. You know what? You know what the left really hates? The left doesn't know how to react to all of this because they're not used to politicians telling the truth. They're not well, used to their leaders. They go out on the campaign trail, Chris, and they promise you the world. And as soon as these politicians get into Washington, they forget everything they told you. So when they come in there, everybody's like, oh, yeah, you said that out there. <laughs> Pat you on the behind, run you down the House floor, and away you go. Now they're all like, wait a minute. Donald Trump went out there and he promised the American public that uh, it was going to be American first policies. He was going to bring back jobs. He was going to bring back manufacturing. And then he did it. What is he doing? We don't know how to deal with this. 
Well, and, and it's not only the left, as you've pointed out. I have the same amount of disdain that I had for John Boehner and Mitch McConnell and some of these other clowns that we have in D.C. as I do for Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. It is not a left-right thing. It is a right-wrong thing. And we've got politicians that are willing to continue to do the wrong thing because guess what? Either one, they don't know any better, or two, they don't care. Their pockets are being lined by other people. Their jobs are not going to be affected. Their houses with big walls around it are not going to be affected. The bridges they're building are bridges to yours and my house, not theirs. So the reality is they don't care. And it isn't a left-right thing. It just happens to be predominantly on the left side of the aisle because they're no longer pretending. They Remember back in the old days when Barack Obama and Bill Clinton and Mitch McConnell, I'm not sorry, Chuck Schumer, all said that illegal immigration has to be curtailed. Yeah. It is not fair and all this. They've all done a 180. Why? Why have they done this? What is the reason for the 180? Well, we know what it is. They're trying to import more voters because thanks to abortion and these wonderfully gun-controlled cities, their constituency is being killed off at an alarming rate, and they've got to find new voters. So let's lower the voting age. Let's bring in a bunch of illegals and let them vote. Let's do whatever we can because otherwise they understand there's a reason why there was a red wave in Texas and not a blue wave when every outlet predicted it. Ding, ding, ding. What's he win, Johnny? Because you're absolutely 100% spot on. The Democratic Party has no vision, no money, no leadership, nothing at all. And they're losing voters by the millions because people are starting. You know, Chris, I was reading an article this morning from Vice, mind you. Very, very far left. Wow, and, and, they're, and they're saying that there's no longer these these Republican young, there's no longer Republican young kids. Democrats are growing by droves. They're, they're staying more liberal as youngsters. And, and we know that not to be true. We went to CPAC and it was amazing the number of young conservatives. It's like the anti-cultural thing now. It, it, it's the rebellious deal. These kids are now they want to be conservative. So as we sit here and we watch the left lie and beg and cheat and steal because they don't have a constituency anymore, they need to start importing, you know, these these illegals. They need to lower the voting age because you're exactly right. They don't have any base. Look, we're going to finish up this conversation on the other side. And look, hour three, much more to come yet. We've got all kinds of things going on. We're going to talk Nunez, maybe uh, some Jeff Sessions, and maybe some FISA. So don't go anywhere. The cartel rolls on this Saturday morning. Chris X, Matt Locke. We'll be right back. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X. On the Blaze Radio Network. Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Axe. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, we are discussing winning tariffs and all kinds of great things for American first policies in a morning consult poll. Has nearly 60% of American voters saying imposing tariffs on Chinese steel and aluminum is crucial to the United States economic relationship with China. Welcome back to the conservative cartel. We're live this morning from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network alongside of Chris X. I am Matt Locke. And if you want to be part of the program, 
The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open. 888 We're going to wrap up this segment talking about tariffs. But, Chris, you tell me we have a phone call. Yeah, let's go ahead and go to the phones once again. If you want to join us, I know a lot of you guys are wanting to weigh in on this. 888-900-3393 is the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. 888-900-3393. Looks like we've got Jules on the line holding on out in Tennessee. Good morning, Jules. Welcome to the Conservative Cartel. Thanks, guys. I ha- I'm usually on the chat, but I've been busy the last few weeks. So I wanted to say, in regards to the factories coming back, that prior to World War II, we had a strong manufacturing base here in our country. We had automotive plants, steel mills, the whole nine yards. When World War II came, they were able to convert all those plants into the war effort. And I think that, that kind of harkens it back to, I, I got a feeling the other day that in a, in a way, Trump sees that. Not saying that anything's imminent, but he's preparing our country for any possibility. Man, I think you, you make some very good comments. I You know, it's interesting. Thanks for the call, Jules. I, I, I think you may be right. I think there is an element of that. But it's also, and, and within that, and maybe this is what you were implying, was that by building up our country and making our country strong with by being able to make our own steel because inevitably as much as we hate it and matt i think you'll agree with this as much as we hate war as much as we hate conflict it is within human nature and when you have places like north korea where they horribly violate their people their population on a daily basis that does not beget less war it only begets more war and then you have countries like china that are still communist who's embraced capitalism only to make themselves richer and ingrain the communism further and other places like this what happens is that is only going to lead to more conflict at some point because the reality is when left to their own devices unfortunately there are some people that don't care about others and we will absolutely maybe go to war again i think donald trump sees this i think a lot of people see it well and donald trump's not stupid you're not stupid i'm not stupid there's a lot of conservatives out there that understand this chris the world hates us they hate us because of our ideals and our principles and our constitution They hate the fact that we have freedom, that we have liberty, that we have guns. Why do you think the United States has never been invaded in the mainland? I mean, the Japanese said it. If you invade the United States, there's a gun behind every blade of grass. Yeah. I mean, our guns, our Second Amendment, our Constitution have made us what we are today. And Joel said it right. I mean, we did have a huge manufacturing base around World War II. We needed to. We needed to have those machines built. And, of course, what happened? The women started making bullets. They started making equipment. They started doing that, and the men went off to war. I mean, that's what happened. And we have the greatest fighting force in the world. That's why the world hates us. Why do you think China tries to steal our intellectual property? Why do you think China tries to steal you know, our secrets? Why do you think China does what it does? Because they are, and, and Curtis Ellis said it, they're 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 in war with us. It, it, it's an economic war right now. It's not a bullets and fighting war. It's an economic war, and they are winning. And these globalists don't want tariffs because they want this new world order. They want this global economy, and, and that will that will just grease their pockets. 
Yeah, and, and I want to break it down because you're talking about war or what it is. And this goes from all the way from the largest, like as you mentioned, a world war to, to minor skirmishes to even on a much lower level. And our forefathers understood this talking about the Second Amendment. Uh, because you're right, Japan said they wouldn't in, invade us because there were guns everywhere behind every blade of grass. Uh, but just to give a, a very small example of, of what I mean is let's talk about the JV team for a second. <laughs> And the reason why I want to talk about ISIS, the JV team, is we had a clown in office who called them the JV team till they literally steamrolled a country, almost two, and had taken it over before that clown even wanted to take them seriously. Now, there's reasons for that. There's a whole lot. And we could go into that later. But what happened was these people, now, what did the JV team do? Did they go through there and make society better for people? No, they took women and children and made them slaves. And they made women sexual slaves. They're being raped by anywhere from 10 to 30 different ISIS fighters a day and they sold them just like cattle and they did and that's what they did and these are human beings that are taking other human beings and selling them into slavery as we talk right now there are human slaves being smuggled into our country via our southern border okay mm -hmm. they're coming across to the tune of thousands per year so we've got that going on you go to Asia you go to Latin America you have entire rings with hundreds of thousands maybe even millions at this point of seven and eight year old children that have been bought sold or stolen, kidnapped into slavery that are being forced to perform sex acts on adult people, okay? Yep. And then let's break it down to a much smaller scale right here in America where you have people on a daily, weekly basis that are looking for the opportunity to see that poor woman who's not paying attention to grab her, drag her behind a building or a, or a dumpster and rape her, strangle her, and murder her. Okay, when I say this, this happens. Now, when we get to the point where that doesn't exist, then we're not going to need guns anymore. Right. Unfortunately, it exists. In other words, not everyone is altruistic. Not everyone has the best uh, overall outcome for everyone else. Some people only want what they want, and that includes murdering and raping children and women and other men and other people and doing horrible things. That is why we have our Second Amendment. But that is also why, to bring it back to that level, why we also have, we need to have a strong country because there are entire countries, as I just mentioned, that base their economic system off that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. ISIS was making money and using it, trading women as sexual slaves. They were cutting people's heads off and putting it on video to say not to mess with us while we had a president who called them the JV team. And then an what did he do? How many years did he sit there? And then he had to admit, well, maybe they, maybe I underestimated him a little bit. Look at where they are now because a completely different mentality from a commander in chief. I hate to sit here and brag on Donald Trump because I would have done exactly the same thing. So it isn't that smart. It just shows <laughs> how bad it was on the other side. And when you allow that side to dictate the narrative, bad things happen to people. I don't want bad things happening to me. I don't want thing bad, bad things happening to Matt or to you, Jules, either as well or anyone listening to this program good people stop bad people from doing bad things well simple and, and as that. You, chris you have to ask the question because man that's laid out you're exactly right on right on target here it's laid out and why does the left want this to happen you know the left knows this is happening they're well, not, in they're many not cases, unintelligent people. Sorry, in many cases, I, I won't even say they're unintelligent. Maybe they're ignorant. Yeah. Maybe they're just, they're naive. In many cases, uh, I was watching the comments on the Liberty Eagle. Well, I've never been robbed. I've never been attacked. Yep. I've never been this. Because you haven't means it doesn't exist. Right. No, that's, that's a ter that is such a, we'll take a, an egocentric or an ethnocentric or such a myopic view of things. If that's all you can see is what's happened to you in this world, you're either one in a rude, over a rude awakening or you're a very lucky individual.
Well, and, and not even just luck. It, it's it's like you said. It, it's uneducated. It, you yeah. you got to pay attention, and that's why the left wants to rewrite history. That's why the left doesn't want you to remember Adolf Hitler or Pol Pot or Mao. They don't want you to remember what these dictatorships do. You talked about the slavery, the selling of the slaves over in Africa. What's going on there? The the, the repatriation the, or, or the reparations that you know the Black Caucus wants you to do with these black people. We have liberals who don't have your best interest in mind. And no. like you said, it wasn't that smart of Donald Trump to go out and get ISIS. They, they were a, a worldwide threat. They took over Iraq. They, they, they murdered Christians. This isn't hard to understand. Barack Obama didn't want to take care of it. He actually led to most of it. When, when he called on yeah. the JV team and the running guns in Syria and Benghazi and you know the fake video and all that stuff, the left isn't in this for you. They're not in it for you. They don't care about you. They know what's going on. They they understand the world today. They understand what's happening. Look at look at Minneapolis in the Muslim population, in the rapes. In, in remember the police officer that shot that unarmed lady in, in in Minneapolis. We've never heard about that story again. Nothing's ever happened about that. We have politicians who aren't in this for you. They're in it for them. They're in it for their own pockets, their own money, their power. And we talk about lowering the age to vote. We talk about moving in illegals. The the, the left. The, the American Democratic Party is not in this for you. They're, they're not. It's amazing. I can't say any more than that. Look, hour two is come and gone. Hour three, lots more because we're going to talk more about the left. We're going to talk about FISA. We're going to talk about politicizing the FBI, the IRS, all of these, these agencies within our government. You're going to want to stick around. One more hour. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is still open. 888-900-3393. This is the Conservative Cartel. This is the Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Axe on the Blaze Radio Network. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, we spent the first couple of hours talking about new gun laws in Florida, Illinois, trying to take your guns if you're 18 to 20. We welcome Curtis Ellis to the program in hour two talking about tariffs and winning and now hour three while all of that's been going on jeff sessions the doj devin nunez they've been working behind the scenes on this fisa deal and we're going to bring that to your attention this hour along with much more welcome back to the conservative cartel alongside of chris x i am matt Locke. we are live from the nine line apparel studios on the blaze radio network and if you'd like to be part of the program you can do it on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393. But before we get to all of that, Producer Ron, what's on tap this hour? Well, this final hour of the Conservative Cartel is brought to you by Moonstruck Leather. Handcrafted luxury and unique styles for women who want only the very best in everyday carry and exotic custom designs. Moonstruck Leather for the discriminating concealed carrier. To purchase, visit moonstruckleather.com slash cartel, Moonstruck Leather artfully concealed sexual chocolate that's what i call yeah, ron phillips that's what we're talking smooth as honey <laughs> there it is we got yoga pants and everything and by the way the conservative 
get over there and be a VIP. Get over there and be a cartel VIP. It's free. It's easy. We're not going to spam you. Put you in the running for this wonderful battle box, Pro Plus box. It's got a knife of the month in it. It's got a tactical backpack and a bunch of other stuff. We are drawing that this week, March 16th, Friday. So it's not too late. Get over there and be a, be a VIP. Plus, you can you know you can use the the website to find out where we're at Monday through Friday, all the times, channels, places, all that stuff we're doing over there. So head over there and do that. But Chris, we have got some stuff here going on, kind of behind the scenes. I mean, it hasn't been the sexy stuff going on in the news, if you'll say. It hasn't been the, the you know the arguments we're having. It hasn't been the real big news. But Republicans on the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence are seeking information about the Steele dossier from a former Obama administrative official who is married to an employee of Fusion GPS, the opposition research firm that commissioned the dossier. Where have we heard this at? I mean, haven't we heard this story? This sounds so vaguely familiar. I mean, shades of Bruce and Nellie Orr. But it's not Bruce and Nellie Orr. That's the crazy thing about this story. So now we've got, let me lay this out to you. Now we've got a letter that was sent to, and I'm going to butcher this name, Shalag, Shalaj Murray, a former journalist who served as a senior advisor to Obama. I think it's Shaley, by the way. Shaley, thank you. It probably is. I like probably, Shalag better. Shalag or Shaley. <laughs> I mean, it, it looks, it's written very funny. Yeah. But she was a former journalist who served as a senior advisor to Obama and as the former vice president, Joe Biden's deputy chief of staff. Now, she is married to a man by the name of Neil King. I can pronounce that. Yeah, very A good. former Wall Street Wall Street <laughs> Journal reporter who worked at the newspaper at the same time as Fusion GPS's three co-founders, Glenn Simpson, Peter Fritsch, and Tom Catan. Now, Murray also worked at the Journal until 2005. So the husband and wife both worked there. She joined the Obama administration in 2011. Now, here we go. We've got Bruce and Elior, by the way. We know what was happening there. We know what was going on in that whole little deal with with the Fusion GPS. We know what they were doing behind the scenes and sharing information and the FISA stuff and all that that's come out. But now we've got this Neil King and this Shaley. I can't say her name. Miss Murray. Shaley, thank you. I'm I'm not going to say her name. Miss Murray. We've got Miss Murray there. You know, this stuff is starting to become one of those things where you say, you know, this is no coincidence anymore. Well, I think it's pretty clear at this point. Anyone who thinks it's a coincidence now is is simply being naive or ignorant. We we've watched what happened with that dossier. We've now we've learned here, and once again, this is something the lamestream media and I call them the lamestream media because they only print the news they deem fit to print. And and apparently Bruce and Nellie Orr is not part of that. Apparently uh, Lisa Page and Peter Strzok aren't part of that. This Christopher Steele and this dossier that has been widely disproven is not part of that the Fusion GPS, the fact that it was paid for opposition research by the Clinton campaign, not good enough to print. It This wormhole, this rabbit hole, if you will, gets deeper and deeper by the minute. And I'm glad to see that somebody is still working on this, that they're, st- they're not just going to let it go because we have learned that everyone talks about, oh, why can't we just get along? Why can't we just get along with those on the left? Because during the last election, those on the left got illegal wiretaps, FISA warrants, and tried to eliminate a candidate from running against theirs, okay? They're manipulating elections. They're destroying our republic at the at the very core, 
and they're doing it on a regular basis, and they got away with it for eight years. And here we are, we find ourselves now. We can't let this stuff go. If we just let it go, we're letting our republic go. What makes us think here in the year 2018 we have to fight any less hard than our forefathers did to to form and maintain this republic? Well, we're going to have to fight even harder because I've been reading articles, Chris. I mean, you can't make this kind of stuff up on the left. The next dream ticket for the Democrats is Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. And you know what else? (laughs) Here's the funny thing of all this when it's all said and done. I think Hillary Clinton is somewhere chewing on her fingers or her nails or something because I read another article on top of all of this where now they're going to get rid of the super delegates on the left because you've got 700 super delegates that no matter what a state votes, they can vote for whoever they want. I mean, completely outside of how our democracy, our, our representative republic works. So now after Hillary stole all these super delegates, they're going to they're going to make sure those super delegates can't work. But we we we're at war. I hate to say this, and, and we've talked oh, you, about it. In you didn't pr- start it, Matt. You didn't start this war. When they asked who Hillary Clinton's enemies were, yeah. she said the NRA and the GOP. She didn't say ISIS. She didn't say Al-Qaeda. She didn't say China. She didn't say Russia. She was busy selling them uranium, but she didn't say any of those. She said the GOP and the NRA. She made it very clear who the enemies of the Democrat Party are, and it's not Russians. No, and actually, the only people colluding with Russia is the Democratic Party and Hillary Clinton. I mean, the facts lead all back there. And then another story on top of all of this, now we're starting to see the Trump White House trying to say to Robert Mueller, special investigator, which we're going to get into this second special prosecutor we're going to look at on the right because of all the stuff we're starting to talk about here. But now I'm starting to see stories where Donald Trump is like, look, if, if I talk to you and give you my side, I'm going to negotiate with you, Mr. Mueller, that this investigation ends because you've been doing this stuff now for over a year and a half. You haven't found squat. Here we are. It's a witch hunt. The only thing you've gotten anybody on is bank fraud and uh, some IRS crap. I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous. It has nothing to do. I mean, I had Sidney Powell on a program this week talking about Michael Flynn, who now with all the information that has come out, is probably going to pull his guilty charge and and, and get out of that plea of lying to the FBI when James Comey said, well, you know, we don't really know if he did lie to us. Yeah, it's astonishing. And and the, the once again, you talk about a war going on. There's a war of ideals happening right now. And when I say a war, it's gotten dangerous. And here's what I mean by it's gotten dangerous. We talked about this earlier this week on our weekday program, which you can find more about over at theconservativecartel.com. Uh, so go check that out. We we had this mayor, Libby Schaff, who went through there and, and warned uh, you know uh, the illegals in her state that ICE was coming. Yep. And we, we were looking at an estimation somewhere around 800 uh, people that weren't around because she warned them and they were able to go run and hide from federal authorities, not only being here illegal, but the ones that have gone on to commit other crimes. Of the 200-plus that were arrested, 180-plus of them were convicted of convicted of murder, <laughs> rape, sexual assault of a child. So you've got, that's one case. You've got another San Francisco mayor saying he too will go to jail for these illegals. There's a story that I was reading earlier, and we can touch on it if you want. It looks like California's sanctuary laws, these city laws, are responsible for at least 5,000 crimes by illegal immigrants that have gone on to commit 
How, besides how's that possible, Chris? I mean, they have gun laws out there. I mean, it's a gun-free zone in California. I mean, I'm watching right now on the news, you know, the Florida governor, Scott and whatnot, the gun control out of Florida. And all. This is going to stop these people, right? These laws are going to stop these people from killing our kids and anybody else in, in California, right? The state of California and the sanctuary city laws that make it a safe haven for criminal illegal aliens is likely responsible for at least 5,000 crimes that were committed by criminal illegal aliens released by local authorities rather than being handed over to federal immigration officials. So what they're doing is they're bending over backwards and stopping the feds from enforcing federal immigration laws and allowing these people to continue to commit more crimes. They're dangerous. They're now getting people hurt. Hurt, raped, robbed, drunk driving, killed, murdered. It goes on and on and on. It's dangerous. They're getting and then you've got people like which Attorney General Sessions, he was on Tucker Carlson last night. He said he's going to use every lawful tool he has available against the Oakland mayor, Libby Schaff. These people have made it very clear they're at war with us, not illegal criminal aliens. All right, don't go away. You're listening to the Conservative Cartel. I'm Chris X, along with Matlock. We'll be right back. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Axe on the Blaze Radio Network. darn straight it is welcome back to the conservative cartel i am chris x along with matt lock we're here live from the nine line apparel studios fret not the black rifle coffee hotline is open if you want to join us you want to weigh in on any of the issues we've covered here on today's program and we've covered a lot of them and we're not done we still got another what three segments to go triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three is the call-in number that is the hotline number of the black rifle coffee hotline triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three yeah matt i kind of threw that on you in the, in the last uh, segment about the what's going on with attorney general sessions and california uh, releasing five thousand criminal aliens that have yeah. convicted crimes it shows the danger in this because we keep saying oh it's so divisive it's, you want to know why it's so divisive because when the right has been silenced and once again the left uses tactics like if you deny global warming you are a holocaust denier right they use that divisive rhetoric to silence the opposition and when the opposition is silent this kind of stuff happens we, we've interviewed Marie Espinosa with the Remmers project we've talked with her with the thousands of Americans that have had loved ones killed by the these illegal aliens is it getting any better no the left is fighting as hard as they can to stop Donald Trump from doing anything and of course the the, the right from doing anything but also we, we've got the Attorney General uh, going through and having to fight mayors of California cities that are protecting illegal immigrant criminals it's incredible the times we find ourselves in well and we've got appeals courts right now out in the ninth circus court the fourth appeals court there in virginia very very liberal appeals courts telling us as a society that sanctuary cities are okay that we can't defund them that yeah. we can't get rid of daca the deferred action on childhood arrivals even though you and i have had this argument several times it's a daggone, it, 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 it's all this, all this is, it's not even law. 
it's not law at all. It, the president, I don't know why I can't even think of what the daggone name of it is now. I'm so irritated about it. But, you know, you write a presidential decree and, and here comes DACA. It's not a law. It can easily be it, it can easily be overwritten by another presidential. I I, yeah, I don't can, understand how they, that word. It's an executive order. Thank you. An executive order. See, my brain just wasn't working. How can one president write an executive order that all of a sudden becomes law and the next president comes in and says, well, if he wrote an executive order and bypassed the judicial process or the legislative process, if he did that, how come this president can't just turn right around, do an executive order to rewrite it? Oh, no. And he can. But that's my point, Chris. We have judges now. Now who are legislating they're, they're they're legislating from the bench now they're not following mm-hmm. law and now we've got these appeals courts stacked with all these liberal judges i'm telling you sanctuary cities would in tomorrow if the government pulled their funding well, and, and this goes right. A lot. You're, first of all, you're right. Second of all, you, you talk about this judicial activism. You're absolutely right. Elections have consequences. You want to know why I don't want 16-year-olds voting? Yeah. Because this is what you get. Oh, everybody feels bad for these poor people escaping from other countries. They're just trying to find a better life here. Well, some of them are, and no one has a problem with them. But we do have a huge problem with those that are going on and committing violent acts against American citizens. And you've got mayors like Libby Schaff over in Oakland or the mayor of San Francisco that are bending over backwards to protect them from being faced. Imagine if you committed those crimes. Do you think they would back you? Hell no, no, they wouldn't. These people are criminal. Well, and we openly have a state, California, writing laws protecting criminals and having that, you know, the state of California has a law that says, look, you don't have to work with ICE. You don't have to, you don't have to work with the immigrations, customs enforcement, you know, agency. You don't have to do it at all. We don't have to give you any information. We are going to allow criminals to run around in our cities. Look at uh, Kate Steinle. I mean, unbelievable. Look at the, uh, the, the Colts linebacker killed by a drunk driver who was here illegally. You know, you know, we, you and I have talked about this. The MS 13 gangs that are here illegally. They've come into this country. They're aliens. They're killing people. 207 murders since 2012. 500 other cases. I mean, you showed me a chart earlier this week. Unbelievable. You know, Stalking. assault, murder, racketeering, sexual assault, rape. Uh, you name it. it. It's all of these laws, but yet you've got California out there saying, "Well, you stay out of our state. We we don't. ICE needs to be deported." Well, I you, know, you got Libby Schaff out there. Well, you know, ICE is coming to get you. Run. It, it's amazing so, the world we live in. So what you're saying is, Matt, is here's the if I'm hearing you correctly. So what you're saying is we have illegal immigrants that have come into our country illegally, and some of them have gone on to commit violent crimes, including MS-13 gang members, which resulted in the, in the murder and deaths of children and adults alike. And we've seen those on the left, Libby Schaff, the mayor of Oakland, or the mayor of San Francisco, they're going to blatantly violate federal law. Yeah. They know it's a law, but they don't care because they don't like it. So they're going to violate that law while they turn right around and try to pass more laws on law-abiding uh, citizens about guns yes. when they don't want to seal the border. They don't want to do this. But once again, we're supposed to follow the laws while they blatantly violate the law. And you wonder why we're having this discussion. You well, know what? Let's go to the phones, too, because right. I know you got a whole lot more to say on this, Matt. If you want to join us, once again, the toll-free Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888 Let's pick up with Barry, who's patiently holding in Washington. Barry, thanks for holding. Welcome to the conservative cartel. 
Well, thank you for taking my call. It's uh, I'm really happy you guys got together. I'm I'm happy I'm I have the ability to call in this morning. What I wanted to talk about a little bit is that, you know, our our young can't see history. They they're in a situation where most history is being discolored and thrown away and and all of this because I grew up during when NAFTA was just starting and my dad worked at a manufacturing base. You know, we used to weld things together, make logging equipment, do all this. It brings up the steel tariffs and everything. The whole thing comes into view here. They can't see this where, you know, we were sold just like always. The Democrats are lying to us to get anything they want. We had a fine manufacturing base and, uh, the Democrats came in and they sold this bill of goods that, listen, you guys spoke of it earlier when you're talking to Curtis. Thank you for bringing him on. He was amazing. He brought into light where this tariff makes some sense. You can't open up our markets expecting the rest of the world to buy our stuff, and then they instantly put tariffs on all of our stuff and what I saw there, I lived through this. I truly saw our, in the next six years, I saw our manufacturing be sold out all over the world. The only thing that did for the Democrats and the elitists of the world is it opened up a market to send our companies offshore. It did exactly the opposite of what they were selling. Man, a great and, comment. Well, I'm out I mean, of <laughs> well, thank you for the call, Barry. That was a great call, and he made a lot of great points because you did live through it, and we saw the results of all of that. You're right. It, it took jobs. It took companies. It took them overseas to other countries because that we made it. Our idiots in charge, and I say that not lightly, <laughs> our idiots in charge made it more conducive to do business elsewhere than in our own country, and we wonder why we're having to, to change that now? Well, in, in, it's... Everything that the Democratic Party does, everything that the liberals do, always has the reverse effect of what they thought it might do. You know, this is why they campaign against tax reform. You know, because they're like, oh, crumbs. You're not going to get anything out of this. And then when it comes out and you got a lot more money in your pocket and it spurs the economy and everything else, what do they do? They double down. We talked about that earlier in the show. They want to raise your taxes. They want to do that stuff. With the tariffs, same thing. With steel, with outsourcing, with NAFTA. You know, they want... Look, the left thinks that we're too big for our britches. Why do you think that our former president, Barack Obama, went around the world apologizing? Why He went around bowing. He went around telling the world that we were too big for our britches. They don't like the fact. I'm going to go right back to what I said before. The left cannot have America be successful. If America is successful, they no longer become any kind of force in politics. When you're not giving handouts, when you're expanding the tax base, when manufacturing's coming back, when a lot of jobs are coming back, when wages are going up, when you're safe, when you're getting rid of sanctuary cities. And by the way, sanctuary cities just aren't in California. I mean, Rahm Emanuel, Bill de Blasio. Texas in, even. In Texas even. You know, right. I mean, you've got Mayor Rahm Emanuel in Chicago openly defying President Trump openly defying the federal government on immigration. You got Bill de Blasio. He wants to sue the government over illegal aliens because we just have to have a, a heart and feel for these people. We don't. We have got, it's unbelievable. The, the left's war on your mind is constant. It's daily. It's deep. 
Barry talked about it. They're trying to rewrite history books. They're yeah. trying to indoctrinate our children. They're taking, uh, you talked about it the other day, Chris, which I thought was fantastic. Our movie industry and how climate change and the globalists and all those people have gotten into our movie industry. And now you see movies with all of these narratives, you know, global warming, climate change. You start throwing all of this together you can put together a real good picture of what the left wants to do to this country. They want to bankrupt America because when America is bankrupt, what can they do? They can come in and they can institute their socialistic utopia. Well, there's something I've, I've lived by and I've always followed this rule and it really helps and it should go for everyone. And that includes people listening to this program or anything else. Always consider the source. When you're getting information from someone, consider the source. And what Matt just pointed out was that there's a reason why these Democrats want America to fail in certain areas and they want these illegals here and they want people on welfare and they want people on handouts and they want, they, they want to control, they, they want to control your health care. They want to control every aspect of your life because what does it do? It's job security. Security. They don't have jobs if you don't need them. And they understand that. And in talking about, you know, Hollywood, them controlling the narrative, they've done it from elementary school all the way through college. They're absolutely indoctrinating children in our country to believe that they're garbage. How many people believe socialism is a good idea now? Oh, they all love. That's why they all love Bernie, Chris. They all love crazy Bernie and Focahontas. And once again, that's the calling them a dream ticket is a dream ticket for Donald Trump. Yeah, it that is. it absolutely is. These people, once again, to go back, these people are the ones that are trying to push more common sense gun legislation, right, on law-abiding Americans while blatantly violating federal laws that are allowing people to be raped, robbed, tortured, murdered, and killed. <laughs> and it's so it, it, believe us we know the laws but we're not going to follow the laws yeah you just can't get any more we're going to pass more laws speaking, on you to follow but we're not going to follow those speaking laws? of laws donald trump did a very good thing yesterday we're going to talk about this pardon coming up in the next segment i mean we've got just an idiotic story here that we're going to fill you in on it, it's one of those things where you know what hey finally some common sense is winning the day hey the conservative cartel chris x matt Locke, if you want to be part of the program, you still can. Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open. 888-900-3393. We'll be back right after this. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. Conservative Cartel on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, here's Matt Block and Chris Axe. Well, President Trump issued his second pardon of his presidency Friday to former Navy sailor Christian Saucier, or Saucier, he's probably French, who learned the news while driving a garbage truck. The only job he could find with a felony conviction. Now, Saucier was sentenced to a year in prison during the 2016 campaign for taking pictures inside of a nuclear submarine. Now, Trump invoked his case repeatedly on the campaign trail, saying he was ruined 
for doing nothing compared to what Hillary Clinton did. Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. As we are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios here on the Blaze Radio Network. We're, we're, we're happy you found us on your internet device or, of course, on the Conservative Cartel or Liberty Eagle Facebook pages. If you want to be part of the program, you can still do it. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open, 888 3393 is how you reach us, Chris X, Matt Locke. But Chris, here we are. The second pardon. This guy has a it's a felony conviction, so he's having a trouble getting a job. He took pictures inside of a nuclear submarine that later ended up on social media, I believe. He was found guilty of that. But yet as we sit here and we talk about this, Hillary Clinton has done so many more things. And look, if you broke the law, you broke the law. But we've got uh, Bradley Manning, who broke the law, gave up information, who Obama pardoned, by the way, who now is wanting to run for Senate, and he's a she, and I'm all confused about all that. But do you remember the very high-profile other pardon that Donald Trump gave so far in his presidency? Yeah, I do. But before I get to that, I got a question. Um, you know, you and I may disagree on this one. Now, Mr. Saucier here that had these pictures, if I'm not mistaken, and I think I'm not, uh, Mr. Saucier did take pictures of that sub, which was classified that somehow ended up on a pedophile's computer while he was sexting a teenage girl. Oh, I'm sorry. That was Hillary Clinton's emails. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that. So once again, before we get to that part, once again, this guy took very innocuous pictures. It yes. showed no classified materials. No. There were no emails, nothing. He took pictures. He got a felony on his record and, and did this. And now the Trump has pardoned him, which is the right thing to do. Yes. Hillary Clinton, thanks to her chief of staff, Huma Abedin, married to Mr. Weiner. He was the one sexting a teenage girl who he's now in jail for, by the way. Yeah. She was a 15-year-old girl or whatever it was. We found thousands of classified emails ended up on that dude's laptop while he's sexting teenage girls. Once again, uh, is Huma or is, because Mr. Weiner's in jail for sexting the teenage girl, but has Hillary or Huma gotten in any trouble whatsoever from those classified emails being well, on that laptop? And you, and you hit it. His pictures were only labeled as confidential, which is the lowest class of classified you can have. Now, look. He, he did the deal. He took the pictures. They may have been innocuous. You know, it, it, was, it was well overblown. And, of course, it, it was a witch hunt. Let's call this what it was, Chris. The, the left was going to make a statement. They were going to come out and do that. But you're so right. We, we are now living in a country where there are two sets of rules. If, if you're Hillary Clinton, if you're Huma Abedin, Anthony, you got laptops, classified information, you have money, you have connections, you are insulated from any wrongdoing at all. And of course, you know, people are going to make the argument, well, Colin Powell was the secretary of state and he had, he had classified information on his personal email. You want to know the difference? All of Colin Powell's emails were archived through the government and, and put into the right place. Hillary Clinton just destroyed 33,000 emails under subpoena. Nobody knows where they went. On that illegal server she wasn't supposed to have? Yeah. That she was conducting State Department business on? Oh, okay. Yeah, that one. 
And you're right. You talk about a different set. And and by the way, to answer your question earlier, sorry, before I jumped off of it, <laughs> the other person who who got uh, uh, who has been pardoned was a very famous sheriff, Joe yeah. Arpaio, yes. who was attempting to because the feds wouldn't do it under President Obama, enforce federal immigration laws. Yeah. Well, he was attempting to do that, and they because they had sentenced him on uh, what was it criminal contempt for allegedly ignoring a federal judge's order. Hmm. But he was following federal immigration law, and they actually had. Jan Brewer on this morning on TV. She was talking about that as well. And that's the whole argument that everybody uses, if you'll remember. And I'll take you back to that because this Saucier story kind of goes into all of this stuff and the pardons and what's going on with the left and the right. Jan Brewer back in Arizona tried to enforce federal immigration laws in her state and Barack Obama and then Attorney General Eric Holder said, no, 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 no. There's already federal law for that. You don't need a state law for that. You just need to follow federal law. And yeah. now we go to California, which we've been talking about a, a lot this hour. Wait, now you what, go federal there. Law? Federal law, what? What, what? We got the 10th Amendment. You can't tell us federal law. So it, it's the same thing. We live in two different realities. If you're on the left, oh, no, no, we'll pick and choose. We'll pick and choose what law we want to follow. Uh, we got to give you more gun laws because you can't be trusted. But we're going to allow illegals into our city because we can trust them, even though they're killing, murdering, raping, assaulting, racketeering, mugging, uh, beating, uh, whatever you know they're they're doing. We're going to let them in because we we love them. I mean, we're Nancy Pelosi, and we're going to stand up for eight hours and talk about them. But this poor this poor guy here who takes some innocuous pictures in a nuclear sub, he literally gets his life ruined. Well, and and to further expand upon your point, Matt, in the year 2012, uh, Barack Obama, in a debate with Mitt Romney, said when he asked who who was the biggest geopolitical threat, he said Vladimir Putin and Russia. Everyone laughed at him. The entire left, all the Democrats did, including Barack Obama, saying then he's called and they want the foreign policy back. He did that, and then merely four years later, Russia has taken over our election system. Yeah. They are the biggest threat. Everything Donald Trump has to be removed because of his collusion with Russia that didn't exist. But we saw who sold once again during Barack Obama's tenure under Hillary Clinton's State Department they oversaw the sale of 20% of US uranium to Russian entities it's and oh and by the way some of those Russian entities just dumped about I don't know 140 plus million dollars into oh. the Clinton Foundation so you know well whatever Hater. I mean Hater. once again bigot misogynist you you don't know anything I mean I'll tell you what you ever want to read a great book and you're just talking about this right now Clinton Cash Peter Schweitzer oh, I mean yeah. he's got 90 pages of footnotes it, it, it'll give you everything that happened with uranium one the whole Rosatom the deal the whistleblower that you know you know so we haven't seen much of that story lately now and it's 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 interesting too because I, I interviewed uh, uh, the author of Clinton Cash and I encourage everyone to go read that book because a lot of people are like this is crazy this couldn't possibly have happened there's no way this happened oh not only did it happen it happened just like he said he's dead on oh yeah Ed Klein is money on that book and it's slow he's slowly but surely as the evidence comes out to be proven to be 100 percent accurate. And the thing is, now nobody talks about that because he is accurate. Now no one speaks about that. Now no one says anything about that. The Clintons got very wealthy. Haiti, the same thing. If you look at Haiti and all the money that got sent to Haiti, and we know about you know Chelsea Clinton's wedding and the money, but we also know that Hillary Clinton's brother got a very lucrative mining contract out of Haiti. These people have used the government to benefit themselves for decades. So hold on. Let me get this right. I got to make sure I heard you per or 
earlier correctly. So during the Obama administration, um, if local authorities in a state decided to, because the feds weren't enforcing federal immigration laws and tried to do something, a.k.a. Joe Arpaio, you would be arrested and charged with a crime. We're here in the year 2018. If you're a local state and you're actually passing laws and then warning criminals that the feds are going to try to enforce federal immigration laws and actively violating the law, how, I'm, is that, is that, did I hear that correctly? You just said it 100% spot on. It's the bizarro world that we now currently live in. And of it's course, you've got world. Jerry Moonbeam Brown going <laughs> to the microphone as much as he can, saying that the Trump administration is at war with California. I mean, it, it is astonishing to listen to these libs try to spin this as, you know, it's the government's fault. Well, who's at war again? Once again, they, they, they craft the narrative, they craft the language, and they use it, and, and, and that's the best part. And then all the Democrats come out, oh, Trump is so divisive. How dare him be so divisive? Well, you, you've called him a colluder. You've yeah. said he's a, uh, they've called him a pedophile. They said he's insane. They said he's got, uh, uh, his, his brain faculties aren't working yep. properly. He drinks 12 Diet Cokes a day. Yeah. He's a flander. He's a monster. He's this. But once again, He's the one that's being divisive. We're being divisive. Well, Chris, look how spot on he's been with these two pardons. I mean, he's spot on. It shows he has a heart and he understands what's going on. Arpaio broke no laws. This saucy air guy, I mean, look, he made a mistake. But Hillary, and once again, Donald Trump said it on the campaign trail, and guess what happened? He fulfilled his promise. People are not used to politicians doing what they say. And I'm going to tell you right now, Trump not a politician. He's probably apolitical as anybody can get. But look, we got one more segment, little mystery segment. What do you think we're going to go to? It's your deal. What are we going to go to next segment? Man, we've only got one segment remaining. Yeah, what are we going to hit? You know what? I'm going to have to think about that because there's so much to cover. All right, well, then stick around because the conservative cartel rolls on. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is still open. 888-900-3393, the conservative cartel. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Axe on the Blaze Radio Network. Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Axe. Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. You've reached the final segment of the program. Fred and I will be back right here on The Blaze next Saturday morning, as always, here from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Standard Time. We always air our program here on Saturdays on The Blaze Radio Network. Glad to be here. For those of you who can't wait until then, remember, during the weekdays, we do a weekday program. You can find out more about that and what stations we air on across the country over at the uh, theconservativecartel.com. You can follow us on Facebook as well, The Conservative Cartel Facebook page. But if you want to know what affiliates we're on or where to listen or where to watch, you can watch it on The Conservative Cartel page or on the Liberty Eagle Facebook page. You can watch them there. Or just, just remember the conservativecartel.com. You can register as a VIP there. You can get registered to win that uh, that battle box, which you probably want to do that. It's beautiful, and somebody's going to win it here up on the 16th, so you might want to do that. Plus, we'll keep you posted on everything we're doing, and we may have some new gear coming along, Matt. Yeah, we might. I old Ron Phillips in 
there, producer Ron. He's working on some stuff. We might have some some gear up on the website very very soon. Can I, can I just start calling them producer sexual chocolate? Yeah, we don't even need to call him Ron anymore. I agree. Uh, he's, right. in, he's in agreement. There you go, Chris. Executive producer yes. sexual chocolate. Hey, you know what? We were going to talk something else, but I'll tell you what. I'm watching the TV. Are you, are you paying attention to the TV this morning? I was watching earlier, but not no, not at the moment. There's new leaks. There's new Russian leaks. Have you heard the latest story? I have not. Donald Trump asked Reince Priebus and a couple other people if they were being treated fairly by the Mueller investigation, and now that's collusion. Oh, that definitely collusion. That's collusion now. That, that, that's collusion, and it's funny because I'm watching the comments of his attorney on TV here, and he's like, look, <laughs> President Trump gave these people full full realm to talk about anything he did not use his presidential discretion to shield them from any questions so asking them if they were treated fairly is now collusion well they colluding they colluding well you know it's funny crazy it, well, it is crazy, and here's the thing, uh, and I do want to wrap up on a couple of things. We're going to get to the Broward County sheriffs in just a minute because we started off with gun control. We'll finish with that. But Attorney General Jeff Sessions has appointed prosecutors in 2017 to investigate matters Congress referred to the U.S. Department of Justice as these scandals continue to grow. You know, with the FISA warrants, and you know, maybe that had a little something to do with that dossier, which was paid for by the Clinton camp and Mr. Christopher Steele, and you know, all the Russian. So it turns out there was some colluding going on, but it wasn't between Trump and the Russians, was it? Never was and never will be. And the crazy thing about all this, and the reason I brought that story up just to hit on it real quick is we have so many leaks coming out of our government right now and that's illegal by the way it is illegal to leak this information but yet here we are you and i average joe you know consumer of news we know just about everything that's going on in the white house classified or not I'll just say this. There are more leaks coming out of Washington, D.C. right now than out of Bernie Sanders depends. I'm just telling you, <laughs> there's a lot of leaks going on, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Poor it's, Bernie. It's it's so sad. I, the thing that just disappoints me out of all of this is our government is in disarray. And everybody talks about how the White House is in chaos. Trump is trying to fix all this. I mean, God bless him. Think about everything he has to do and everything he has faced and all of these Obama holdovers and all of these slippery snakes and these uh, Adam Schiff for brains and all those people that are just fighting tooth and nail so that we cannot have liberty, we cannot have free you know, government, that we cannot have these great things. I mean, it's just amazing the job that's going on currently. Yeah, and very quickly, before we do, I know people sit here and they think, man, God, Chris and Matt do is talk about how much they agree with Trump. I pointed out something earlier in the week. I'm going to do this again. We don't agree with Trump on everything. In no. fact, there was one issue that Trump and I have a really big disagreement on. In fact, I mean, you need to hear the audio right I'm now. I'm not eating Oreos anymore. You know that. But know neither is Chris. You're not eating Oreos anymore. Why no can't... more Oreos for either of us, Chris. Don't feel bad for either of us. I, I'm going to have the, the Trump and I are going to have a debate, and we're going to see if I get to eat Oreos again because it's really not fair for me not to be able to eat Oreos. Is that all cookies or just Oreos in particular? He just he was only specific on Oreos, so oh. I'm going to eat as many Girl Scout cookies as I want, That's Mr. Right. President. That's right. And, and drink 12 Diet Cokes. Yeah, I and sh- you might just you might top it off with some KFC or some McDonald's. Yeah, what do you mean top it off? I'm kicking it off with that. Oh, okay. So you're going to start gonna instead be... of in with that. I get that. There you, you go. Know, look, and we say this all the time. 
It is nice to be able to come onto this program and tell you what is happening in this country and to tell you some good news for a change because for eight years we watched as our country was dismantled, abused, made fun of, put down, and literally just blown up by the Democratic left. And, and you're absolutely right. We're seeing steel factories opening up again, aluminum factories opening up in our country. We saw the tax cuts. We've seen companies, including hard left-leaning companies, bringing jobs and billions of dollars back into the United States thanks to certain policies by a certain man. I, I won't say his name, but it, it, it rhymes with harumph, okay? <laughs> so we've got this going on. And to ignore that fact because you just happen to be an anti-Trumper, there's the, I, there are some people that hate him no matter what. You know what? Yep. This is America. You can hate whomever you want for whatever reasons but to deny what he's doing compared to what you just what we what Matt just said what we watched for the last eight years it's astonishing and and I want you know we talked about Jeff Session appointing Mm -hmm. some of these special prosecutors we'll see what pans out with that there is something that I wanted to make sure we touched on because we kind of started the show off with this and this infuriates me we're now learning thanks to the release of these 911 calls and and also Mm -hmm. they're trying to block that the video releases of what happened down in Florida with a school shooting, but now some of the radio calls are being released to the media, mm-hmm. and they're directly contradicting claims made by former Broward County Deputy Scott Peterson. We're now learning, because he claimed that uh, the gunfire was coming outside. Yeah. We're now learning from his radio transmissions to police headquarters that uh, he knew that wasn't the case. Well, it's amazing that they're trying to block this stuff. Aren't we a free-flowing information society? We need to know what happened. We need to know when it happened, all that stuff, because we know. We've seen some emails. We've listened to Laura Ingram. We, we, we've heard about you know the stand-down, not going in, wait in place. We now know that all of the security things have changed on mass shootings. After Columbine, you don't wait outside. You go after the target, and you try to negate it as quickly as possible to save as many lives as we possibly can. But we know that Scott Israel, the sheriff down there at Parkland, we know he's a bona, he, he is a bona fide Democrat. And now we're starting to see. You ever notice that they always the Dems always cover up? It's mm-hmm. always a cover up. Well, he, and this guy Scott Peterson has, has insisted since the shooting at that Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School that he believed the shots were coming from the outside. Recordings of his own radio calls say a very different story. In fact, the the dispatches released these from the sheriff's office show that he immediately fixated on Building 12. He even radioed that gunfire was happening quote inside. Do not approach the 12 or 1300 building. Stay at least 500 feet away. He warned over the radio. The murders took place in Building 12. So Peterson, an on-site school resource officer, knew exactly where the shots were coming from. We've also learned that at least, what, three other Broward County uh, Sheriff's deputies did not go inside. Yep. All of them did not follow the basic protocol. And would they have done anything? We, we don't know what would happen. We're never going to know no. because not only did they not follow protocol, then they lied about it. Well, and, and they're trying to cover their tracks, and, and here we are, and Chris, we laid out this story. You know, the FBI overlooked, call, I mean, what was there, 36, 39 calls. There, there was enough warning. We had YouTube people telling us. We had social media. You know, people, all the kids at school, well, this guy was probably voted most likely to go crazy to shoot the place <sighs> up. I mean, all of this was left, and of course, the left was so busy concentrating on how to bring Donald Trump down that, you know, they're not... 
and this is locally, don't get me wrong here, but we've got the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, you've got the IRS. They're all weaponized. They're all politicized. They're all doing the job that, you know, Barack Obama wanted them to do. And on top of all of this, you've got Susan Rice sending herself a get out of free jail email saying, well, you know, Obama told us we, we should go by the book. You know, they're just building this case all the way through because they're negligent. And I'm telling you right now, and I don't normally do this, but Scott Israel should lose his job. These Absolutely. poor people aren't going to get their children back. This could have easily been detoured. It could have easily been anything other than what it was, and they just did not do their jobs. And now, with all of these calls, all of these tapes coming out, now what do they want to do? They want to hide it. They, they failed miserably. They failed those kids in that school miserably, and they failed America miserably. Now they're going to pass laws on more law-abiding citizens to fail us once again. Not only that, these people didn't go inside or whatever. Everybody made fun of Donald Trump because he made the comment, maybe I'd even go inside, even without a gun. Well, back in the 90s, we learned that he jumped out of his limo and stopped a dude from beating a guy to death with a baseball bat. So you know what? Maybe he is telling us the truth. And I think he is. But that, for that, we're done here. That's it. Three hours of conservative greatness in the can. But come Go back on. next Saturday. Go to theconservativecartel.com. Find us Monday through Friday. For Chris X, Ron Phillips, I'm Matt Locke. You've been listening to The Conservative Cartel. And for right now, Cartel is out. This is The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Axe on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.